Puckett is coming back. Mickey is going to the battle for Texas. Overwatch 2 is apparently on the McDonald's menu. And also Overwatch 2 is releasing in 27 days or however long the countdown is by the time you watch this episode. Did I get all the news, guys? Oh, wait. Also, uh, Valiant don't have any money, but we already knew that. But now Halo is saying it's even worse. So holy shit. Welcome to TCP episode 260. Oh. Yeah. Great. All right, good night. See ya. <laughs> That's all the news. Right, right. Great to be an Overwatch League fan again, both uh, ironically oh, yeah. and unironically. What do you mean? I love McDonald's. Hey, eh? we know this. I mean, <laughs> come on, guy. I love McDonald's. To be fair, like, I think they just saw how much you ordered and said, oh, my God. Well, this is an economic opportunity we really can't, you know. We can't disgruntle the caster guy. If I don't, like get, a, if I don't, get, a, if I don't get an Overwatch Funko Pop in my Happy Meal, I'm not happy. <laughs> you want a Funko Pop? What What would it be? I'll be... I'll be... I'll be... What's another... I'm just trying to think of another emotion that's not quite happy, but I'm not sad either. What's like a nice neutral emotion? Apathy? No. I'll just be... Unfazed? I'll just be whelmed at best. Not even overwhelmed, just whelmed. If I don't get a Funko Pop in my Happy Meal. So you want a mid Funko Pop? A mid pop? No, I will be. I will have mid feelings if I don't get a Funko Pop in my Happy Meal. Right. All right. Uh. Yes. Hey, do you guys remember Mickey? He's coming back. Hell yeah. And Pucket, I mean, it's everyone's cool. coming back. We love Pucket. I told Pucket's you which two would bring everybody back, huh? It's like uh, Smash Ultimate, right? The gang's all here. We're all <laughs> we're adding. We're adding more. We're adding more characters to Overwatch exactly. 2 Smash Ultimate with the new 2022 DLC. The hidden characters, Mickey and Pucket, getting unlocked in the Smash DLC currently. Uh, based. Here for it. It's so, cool that... so depending on how long we want to talk about Valiant, that's either going to be our intro, or we're going to do the intro now and then talk about the Valiant. Um, let's do. The we'll intro. let Yeska decide. We'll let's actually let Yeska decide. Okay, so I, I see what that means. Episode two sixty. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I read between the lines of Yeska two sixty. Mm -hmm. Brought to you by Mister Baby Battlecry Refine Beam Bronze Bob Buha Picasso Chris R three four 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 Cash sixty seven Lolshin Pork Chop Sammy Rick Zane Volleyball Smooth Nuts. With YouTube members, Ice Ham Jello, William Jesse, Vishman, Phylum and Six, AK and Chris R. And I have not slept properly for about five days in a row now. So Based. let's do it. Can't wait. Based. As um as what happens when you don't regularly drink, but then one weekend you're doing like, oh okay. Yeah. That's interesting. That's an interesting did you did also you have lost to my recover? Voice. Two weeks, uh, two days in a row. Right, right now is my. I'm currently recovering. This today is my recovery, part of the recovery. This entire week, actually, based. Uh, and then by Friday, when I'm ready to cast, I'll have been fully recovered, and uh, no one will know the difference. <laughs> Redrinking, if I may ask. Drink of choice. Yeah, what's your drink of choice? Forever. See, we already did the intro, so this this would have been content for the intro. Right. But now we're officially uh, past the intro. Do you see what I mean? Right, so you're kind of so breaking the rules. You're kind of breaking the rules a little bit. So he's a, he's uh, a little, I'm a man uh, of I'm law. Here, so I, I am a man of fine. law. 
and uh, he's not secure. He's not secure in his drink of choice. You, you see how he put current it. Drink, my current drink of choice is going to be water. So, um, <laughs> or maybe a coffee would actually be a really Ooh, good drink of choice for me. Nice. Okay, I actually refrained. I actually refrained. I like to skip coffee so that the times that I do have it, it's like super strong. I'm like, wow. Yeah. All right. Let's just uh, go over the tweet. It's cool. Where's right. your tweet? Aren't you supposed to be the leaky guy now? You're leaving Halo take this stuff? <sighs> Believe it or not, I was actually on this one. Um, so, but you, but you didn't make a tweet. Yeah, I, I, I never feel like I can corroborate this information. Is a tweet worth having? Um, just I'm just going to you know let people have their little moment and then. So good, I'm going to read out the tweet shit. and then you'll and, the, and then I'll let you talk about how you've been on this already and all that kind of stuff as well. Um, there we go. According to multiple sources, LGE, which is uh, Lingani Esports, the organization chosen by the LA Valiant to run their team in China, have missed multiple salary payments to the players and staff. While the Valiant have made the necessary payments to LGE, LGE have not transferred this onto staff slash players. Um, there's a little bit more. Halo says, this is something I reported earlier in the year and the Overwatch League are now aware and involved in proceedings. Pretty sure the Overwatch League have been aware for longer than that. But anyway, the players and staff have had a little to no financial support regarding housing, transportation, or obtaining any visas required. Mm -hmm. Yiska. So, okay, this... Your as, reaction to that information. As it all always does, right? When something happens in that region. This has actually already been a story for probably like a week in Korea. Like it showed up on Inven and whatnot, right? So we already previously knew that the Korean players couldn't really, you know, go to China and like be in the same team house. Um, we already saw the living conditions that, you know, um, at least No Hill was under. I do, do believe they have posted some pictures at least of good food, so I know they're not starving, which is, you know, we kind of have to say that now. I'm going to insert one little thing before you continue, and I, you, we will continue on that, is that I, the living condition isn't great, but it is also overblown by people reacting to it. I think people, for some reason, believe they're all crammed into one room, which is not true. Yeah. So I'm not trying to, like... I'm not trying to like say they don't live in poor conditions, but like some people, some people legitimately think they're in squalor, which is just not true. So I just, you know, we should just adjust our, adjust our thinking and understanding of the topic slightly. I'm just shifting the needle a little bit. I'm not saying it's all good and, and everyone's like in a five star hotel room, but like, yeah, they're not, they're not on the street and they're not all crammed in one room like it suggests. Okay. So we can, mm. we can stop with that. And also, I also love, by the way, the, Despite all of this, people are still like, "Yeah, aren't they in? Uh, aren't they in some mansion provided by Easy Han's parents?" Like, you guys, you got to choose one rumor. Choose one rumor about you. Can't, you can't have it both ways. They're, e they're either living in squalor or they're in a mansion. Which one is it, guys? Come on, choose. Yeah. Uh, anyway, continue. Yeah. So, um, from what I could find out, I think all all that Halo is saying is accurate. Um, once again, like if I had anything super substantial or had enough corroboration, I would have probably published this earlier. Um, I'm pretty confident that the league has known about this now. And 
I mean, it's it's still a it's still a massively problematic situation, right? Because okay, so the way Halo makes it sound, and this is also what I heard, is that it's actually not Immortals that are to blame in this situation, right? So for those that don't know, Immortals, Immortals Gaming Club is the owner of the franchise, the Los Angeles Valiant, and uh, they have multiple esports teams, even though, you know, they... Are, they I'm not sure if, if financial struggles were ever, like, substantiated for them, but they definitely changed their spending habits across uh, franchises. Like, for instance, someone like Packing10 had a fairly similar role for them in Valorant, where they were basically, like, trying to moneyball their way into relevance. Um, and as far as I'm aware... I don't think they are to blame other than a bad choice of partner. Um, as the payments allegedly have gone out. Now, the thing is, that choice of partner matters, right? So the, the question is, how do you apply pressure? Because from my understanding, this isn't a new thing, right? This is a thing that has persisted for a long time and nothing has happened. So this being at the Overwatch, I think Halo even reported something like this before. So the Overwatch League only finding now uh, about uh, out about it now seems so less believable, right? That's I, probably I not, don't. Yeah, I, I don't buy they that. Must part, have known sorry, for that, a while. That's the one part I'm like, mm, no. Nah. Yeah. It's not. I don't think the Overwatch League only knows about it now. That's not true. I think what what probably happens is whenever this something like this comes to the public. It's someone in the system just having had enough and contacting, since it sprung into existence, uh, for, as far as we know, in, in Korea, you know, there's there's multiple people that could have just, you know, so, sometimes it's actually like someone just going like, mom, I can't send you money this month. Why? Well, I haven't been paid. And then it goes out that way or whatever, right? So be that as it may, the... The situation, from what I heard, is probably even more dire than uh, Halo makes it seem here, which I think is totally fair for Halo to frame it this way. We all know this now needs to change. And I think the way you do that is probably in, in applying both pressure, public pressure to LGE and to uh, Immortals Gaming Club, right? So... Yeah, we'll we'll see how it goes. Um, but honestly, like, there are just certain thresholds that you shouldn't allow even in your tier two esports to exist, and this is certainly one of them. Like, not paying players for several months on several occasions is not something that should be uh, persist in an esports league, much less in a franchise league. Agreed. I think um, that's kind of part of the nuance that I think is being missed is that there is like a weird flip flop of like who really is to blame. I think there are a lot of people that do share some fault. I don't think it's just like, oh, well, it's just LG. It's like, well, yeah, like they probably burden or they had like shoulder the most fault, I think, in the matter. Um, but I really don't know how much you can pressure them i suppose 
Um, I, I do look at Immortals at the end of the day and go, you know, what or why has this persisted and you have not like enacted or have not heard about it or have not, you know, set up a, um, a point of contact for players to reach you. Like it's completely hands clean. Like, Oh yeah, we didn't know. Like I, I don't buy that. So I, I, I think there are a lot of people to blame. here. I could probably say that, you know, immortals maybe being, I don't know what they can do, but like, well, we can talk about that as well, but it's like they, they, they pay the org, the money and the org being LG is supposed to give that to the players. Outside of like outside of immortals, just saying like, oh, we'll just pay the players ourselves, or I guess they can ditch the org. But I don't, I don't know what their contractual situation is like, because maybe LG is signed on to do a certain amount of time with the team. Who really knows? Um, but there's there's a contract somewhere that's being broken by LGE here by not passing mm-hmm. on payments. I will say that immortals are probably more along the lines of innocence if we look at it from a, a sliding scale probably more towards the innocent side obviously lg look really guilty here um as far as like finding the org and choosing the org it's like I, on the outset i i don't think there would have been any well, i don't know this for sure but i'll just i'll make some wide sweeping assumptions here why not I don't think it would have been like huge red flags with LGE, given that they had been in the Overwatch space before. They're pretty well known. They actually used to be the academy team of the Hunters, for what it's worth. Um, now, I don't know everything about LGE. I don't know how their operations are run or anything like that. But um, as far as looking for orgs in China to run your team for the Overwatch League, I don't. I don't think this would have been. I don't think this is a crazy, you know, idea to go towards a team like this. So that part to me sounds fine, unless there's something I don't know. There might be a lot of things I don't know about this, but like no one really knows because it's nothing, unless it comes to light, no one really knows. Um, so really the question is now is like, how do you put pressure on LGE to pay their players? Because the money has been sent by immortals. So what, what the hell have LGE done with that? This really sounds like some classic, I was going to say like 2015, but I, I, honestly, I think even now, I mean, cl- clearly now, but like, you know, even some orgs now are doing the, <laughs> the run with the money. It's like the team will win a tournament. The team will, uh, the org will receive the, the winnings and then just like, and then the org just disappears. Yep. Right. And the team's like, hello, where's our money? And the org's just gone. Like, <laughs> I feel like that's, it's one of those stories again. And you see those stories happening in other esports all the time. And by all the time, I mean like, not an actually all the time, but, uh, a bit more than it should. So I'm, I yeah. guess I'm using all the time as more of a figure of speech here, but it's, it's happening more than it should. And now, unless LGE also just get up and run, um, this situation seems a lot more salvageable than what I just painted. So you know, unless LGE just disappear and you can't even find them more, and whoever whoever's owning the thing is just now a fugitive. Wasn't there a team from Valorant recently? That was like that, like some some team owner just like well, yeah, brain esports, wasn't it? Um, no, the dude just took off. He's just gone now. Yeah, <laughs> sure. So it's not that we're not at that stage yet. The dude, the dude yeah. from LGE has not taken a runner. He's not just gone. Uh, you know, that we know of, unless yes, he can say otherwise. <laughs> but um, the step that needs to be taken now is like, how do you pressure LGE to pay their players? 
because this is a Chinese company. The good news is a contract has been breached, which means LGE have to be legally liable. So now it's about being able to put your foot down on the neck of that liability in some way. Yeah. I mean, it's also so... Like, I don't understand... You get a lump sum, right? Your first responsibility also in order to minimize damage to you and your brand is to pay players. It might be your biggest expense, but paying players is the way... Like, that's your product in esports. Right? So you pay those guys. Arguably, you could skimp on the coaches for a moment. Right? But, like... That that payments don't reach players is insanity, right? Like that's that's the one where you you're most likely to take a PR hit. Of course, arguably, like that might hurt you less in the uh, short term, especially you know players are very often willing to make or to stay hum for longer than they probably should. And once again, this is this ha- has been an issue for a long, long time. So I guess that gamble, you know, paid off for a little bit. But yeah, there needs to be some, some way to resolve this because honestly, like at this point, it. How often has Valiant been in map fives? Like a lot, tons, a lot, tons and tons of. If you're not being paid and you have to wander like about your livelihood if you're ever going to see the fruits of your labor that's probably going to impact your uh your ability to win games no like if if every time like you get into a match you you gotta wonder like you know like uh, am i going to ever see the fruits of my labor here or like Mm. am i just going to get boned so we have the technology. Let me see. I'm about to bring it up. Um, so let's count. One, two, three. Four, but they won that one. Four, five. Five, map five losses. Is that correct? Hey, you're counting. Some, yeah, right? I'm, not, five, I'm currently not counting, five, so you, you five, tell me. I think it's five, map five losses. Which, I mean, come on, right? Like, how many wins do they currently have? Four, let's say even half of those. They probably make a tournament. This season looks different, right? So, I don't know. Like, also, make no mistake, whatever you think is the lowest paid franchise in the Overwatch League... The Valiant are below that. Seven, by the way. Seven I counted this year. Seven that... Uh, seven uh, map five losses? This year. Holy. Oh, losses? Yeah. I just just map fives. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. So, so losses five then, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I don't know. This, this impacts competitive integrity. This uh, impacts decency. This impacts the livelihood of uh, players that are more deserving. And this also impacts the... You know the reputation of the league. If this can't be resolved, I'm sorry. Like this is not a thing that can fly in your franchise league. And once again, no. if I'm an owner in this league and someone's wearing his clown shoes for 
eight months now. Like, you gotta shape up. Like, I'm pissed now. So, yeah, this is an uh, un, just, unacceptable situation. This just exists in one of those, like, weird zones where it's, like, for Blizzard, it'd be so much easier if they were dealing with entities in North America or even just entities outside of China. Uh, I just don't know how you go after them. Also, I just want to correct myself for an earlier thing. I, the brain esports thing was uh, the owner apparently uh, is being hunted down for a drug deal. So that was that. That's what that was about. That wasn't the guy running away with money. Well, he is running away with money, but not he's running away with drug money, not uh, his player salary, <laughs> salary. Or, or maybe his player. Salary, I don't know. But the point is, it's uh, that wasn't exactly related. But uh, whatever, I brought it up, so I'll just I'll correct that. Um, yeah. So it's like. Is there a way Blizzard could go through Blizzard China to put the pressure onto LGE? But like, this, because here's the thing: is you can bin LGE, you can get rid of LGE, right? And that's that's not out. That's a, probably an easy thing to do. But the harder thing to do is like, how do you pay your players? Because yeah. Valiant should not have to pay their players twice. Twice, given sure. that they've already paid LGE and that should have gone to players and it didn't. It's, it's. Yep. I don't. I. Part of me thinks punishing Immortals here is is not the right way to go. Um, because it seems like you know, I have to really, really put the weight on the word seems. You know, it's a load bearing seam here, but it seems like Immortals didn't do anything wrong. And you could argue it was like, well, they chose the org, where it's like, well, I mean, I mean, yeah. I think like if they're if they do about that, like if they are at all, like I think there's practically no way for them to just bow out unless like this league was to falter entirely so the only way to really resolve this is to either find a good business partner in china i think at this point the more likely scenarios is that the valiant are coming back next year meaning like they're going to full budget in uh in la yeah and i mean it's very likely going to be budget once again we're likely to see more budget teams as well um, maybe there are some solutions. I mean, there's a ton of teams in LA now. Uh, maybe there's something that can be done there. I'm not sure, but this is not a solution that is really feasible. Hopefully we can travel next year and we don't need even like different regions. And if we do, like maybe we have some other solution, but my God, like none, nothing good has come from the Valiant being in the APAC region other than some regional increased parity Some good that nobody about cares it. about, right? Like, it's just like basically you hung up a punching bag for two seasons and or three seasons, and this season is probably the one where that uh, that framing is is the least justified. But you get you catch my drift. Like, uh, it's just like such a placeholder team has been, and then. Like finally, some some folks come around that have the ability to do something, and I mean, five thirteen is not beating, is not world beating. It's not like London, but it's like especially given the map fives, there was something there, and they just couldn't convert it. And of course, like there's a lot of if, buts, ifs, and whens. But I mean, this actually, you know, this just you know what needs to happen. I have a solution. This is not a pretty solution. This is pretty crude. And um, unfortunately, it'll probably 
Uh, no, I don't even know if I want to say it. Unfortunately, it'll probably it'll probably make the league even worse and just like cause more issues and just overall be a bigger shitstorm. But like, if I'm one of the players, I stop playing. Yeah. No. No. Yeah. No yeah. conversation. We're, no play. We're due for one that's, of those. That's the next yeah. step. Uh, over. You gotta strike. You gotta strike. Like I, because I, yeah. I, I was gonna say like credit to the players for powering through this, but also them. I'm like no. Not Y'all credit gotta, to the power. Not not yeah. credit to the players for powering through this. They shouldn't have to power through that. Yeah, they also shouldn't have so to pay that. for it's their like, for their uh, desired players. So I, I would salaries and I, everything I, that. Yes. But I gotta say, I feel bad for the players because here's here's the other problem: is like they should strike and they should just refuse to play. Or if they do that, they also shoot themselves in the foot for their career. Yeah. Because they're already on a team that kind of struggles, right? If, if they want to have a future in the Overwatch League, and they want to quit now. What team picks them up again? Maybe some of them survive. Maybe some of them get on a team next year. But, like, you kind of shoot yourself in the foot for future progression by not playing either. So you are between a rock and a hard place. You shouldn't play because you're not getting any money. But then if you don't play, then your career's kind of fucked. So what do you do? Do you just do you just power through? I mean, the, the certain people could afford to just strike it and just not do anything. But then you have to come to terms that if you strike... And you choose not to play, and this shit does not get resolved either in a timely manner or at all. Your season ends now. It's over. You just don't play anymore. Because not not because you're now not because you're necessarily choosing to not play, but because you know the team is just under so much shit. You know they they, they can't operate, and the, your every single match is now just forfeited, uh, and the Valiant just don't exist. In Overwatch League for the rest of the year, or whatever it is, right? It's a, it is still a pretty complex situation. The right thing to do is to not play, but at the same time, I feel so bad for the players. Uh, it, no matter what they do, which no matter which way they do, they either they're either playing for free or they're not playing and fucking themselves. But either way, I think they're getting fucked, right? No matter which way. Yeah, and I mean this this team has been one of the more disgusting uh, actors of like. If you wanted to limit test the rules of the Overwatch League and what's possible in order to squeeze the most out of the rules so you have to pay the least, look no further than Los Angeles Valiant. From signing players as late as possible to having people on rolling 30 days, how that is a legal policy is still absolutely fucking insane to me. Like... I, I think I'm not sure if that has ever happened, but once again, I think rolling 30 days is, is just the first step because once again, what, what stops you from just saying, well, I'm actually not going to put you on a rolling 30 day because like your hero, like let's say you're, you're uh, our main tank player. We're currently playing Junker Queen exclusively. So our off tank player is playing or our DPS player. You know what? Like someone like Sassin, let's say. Why would I pay Sassin for this stage? You know, if I'm if I'm a scumbag that doesn't want to spend money, then I'm just not signing him to a 30-day and tell him, well, boy, you better be shaped up for the eventual main tank meta or whatever I want you to play, which is, so, by the way, a pretty limited hero pool, so you're not even attractive to any other teams that you could be practicing. So you're now basically only someone that pra- still practices and still hones his skill in order to be attractive for my team and my team only, so I can then sign you for another 30-day contract as long as I need you? Like, this is 
I'm sorry. This is not unreal that this is a policy in the Overwatch League. Just let's um, let's um, actually specify and just uh, for the people that don't even know what rolling 30 days means, um, which might be a few people. Rolling 30 day contracts, uh, well, you all know what 30 day contracts are, which is the sort of emergency signing. We will sign you. For, this is not an official salaried contract in terms of you joining the team long term in a normal contract, which is normally a year. Uh, this is. You are emergently your emergency signed for thirty days, and then in the thirty days, you are no longer on our team unless another thirty days is applied, or you are signed to the team for an entire year from that date. Rolling thirty day is when a player is just repeatedly signed on thirty days, re- just infinitely, just forever. Like, uh, or, or in some cases, not forever, and they just get dropped. So, rolling thirty days is a potentially a player where. Let's say a player plays out an entire season. How long is the season? Six months. Mm-hmm. Just say six months. If you rolling day, if you rolling thirty day, a player for six months in a row, they have technically played the entire season, but they've only been paid for half the season. Because here's what people don't understand: is you know when you join the Overwatch League as a player, you don't just get dropped fifty k. Let's just use. I, don't, I know it's higher than fifty now, but let's just say you don't just get dropped fifty k in your bank account. And then like, good luck play your season now. Mm-hmm. Obviously. Um, what you get is you get paid your entire year's salary over 12 months, like an employee. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you are if you are making 50k, you get 50k over 12 months. The way the 30-day contracts are formulated is that the 30 days of money you get is one twelfth of that $50,000 salary, or however much you're being paid in your 30 days. But it's one twelfth of a player's salary, right? Because you're being paid 30 days, aka one month. So a player on a rolling 30-day contract who plays the entire season but is on a rolling 30-day the entire time gets six months out of 12 months of pay. They're getting paid half of $50,000 yeah. if it's $50,000, as, as in the example. And there's, there's so essentially, you're in, you're in a 25K contract if you're on a rolling day, which is, yeah. which is half of 50K. Like that's, that's fucking bad. And then you, you have what Yiska's saying. It's, it, it's worse than that because I just said six months, didn't I? But it's worse than that because what about the breaks? What happens when you don't make a tournament and there's a month between play? Oh, well, you just don't get paid that month. You, your rolling 30 days gets like shelved for one month. And then when the league starts again, your rolling 30 day starts again. Yeah. So, and you might even really, be asked like, to scrim during that time, theoretically, you know. Yes. So, so I just said six months, but really it's probably less than six months, maybe like four months, three months, however long the actual literal playing time is because the breaks, a team could just like, nah, you're, you're not, we're not going to pay you this month because they don't have to. Um, there's one important qualification which really clamps down on how many players are can be affected by this. You can only sign people to 30-day contracts or rolling 30 days if you have six active full-season contracts for your team. Okay, So that's mandatory. Every team, by some date in March, I think, this year, needed to have six full-season-long contracts. If you release a player or trade a player off, then someone else needs to pick up this six, uh, this full season contract. So only your seventh player can be on rolling thirty days, right? Now, if if they have, if there are other ways to circumvent that, because it's not like 
from my understanding, players like Sasin and Izihan are on the rolling 30 days. It isn't the hackers or whatever you thought. And I'm not even sure if a hacker hacker's is still not even a, on the hacker's not even part of it at all. He's not even getting paid. I, so I'm not sure if he if he still has a an Overwatch League contract. But like you get the idea. Like there are players that effectively you would think are those signed to season long contracts, and they aren't. Right, even though they technically look to be starters, like Sassen, because he was like the only tank signed. You know, like that's. I'm not sure what the rationale there is, but like all of this is so convoluted. It shouldn't be this convoluted. So we know Hacker is not part of that. Um, here's the thing: Marvel is not a signed player. I'm pretty sure he's a 30 day. That that was basically confirmed actually by some of the players joking about him on stream and joking in the sense it's like, oh yeah, we just, we're gonna get a. In the words of Dio, we're going to get a, a big daddy main tank for 30 days, he said on stream, in a very innocent manner, which is, which is you know, I, I accept that. But, um, so, not, so it's not Sashin, it's not Marvel. How many players that left? We got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven players. So out of those seven players, six have to be fully contracted. Only one other player can be 30 days. And then we're saying it's either Easy Han or Sashin after that. It, can't be both, otherwise the Valiant are doing something really fucking crazy, you know. Um, because if it's both, then somebody on the staff is actually on. That means somebody on the staff is actually on the player contract, which wouldn't be unprecedented, you know. But like, I, I think no, yeah. that might not be the case here. And just by the way, in case people think it's just No Hill's, like, oh, is No Hill the guy on? Uh, is No Hill on a player contract? There's three players on staff. There's three members on staff. There's Cole, the general manager, No Hill, the head coach, and Haru, the assistant coach. So, no. Uh, the the the, the Valiant uh, saga continues, and the, boy, does the rabbit hole get deeper. And yeah, I mean, you made you made a budget tier list, Yiska, that only had the NA teams, and uh, you had the the tiers from S to E. Brother, you're gonna need to add like two or three more tiers below E just for the value. <laughs> you gotta you gotta uh, you gotta add a few tiers below that, starting from F. Dude, F in the chat for the Valiant. Like, like, you know how we used to slack the Boston Uprising for like you know going full budget and whatnot, dude. Like, they're, they're no, actually like. Seen from today, everything they did was kind of above bar. Yeah, they had very low contracts. They also like looked at players that were not in high demand, so they could. And also, this is one of the fair organizations that will actually pay you the full salary. Yeah, because they're professional. Yeah, professional. Because like the patrons are like, what do you, what do you mean? Like, no, of course we're gonna do it differently, right? Like, but yeah. I mean, this is, we got to find some standard. I understand that the leverage as the league is probably limited at this point. Then I ask that all of the owners also come together and apply some um, leverage. And also, like, I, I knowing, like, how sometimes the Eastern Woods business works, Owners can make it very difficult for other owners to find sponsorships in this industry, right? Mm -hmm. So, as an esports organization, you probably I mean, don't want to be on the bad side. And by word of mouth, 
be seen as a bad, you know, carrier of sponsorship. But do LGE care? I don't. Do no. they even care? No, I'm not sure if LGE so would care, but. I, IMT should care, and they should do something drastic. I don't know that IMT... First of all, I don't know that IMT cares. Second of all, I don't know that going after IMT is the correct move to make. Because I'm not going to say they're completely innocent, but they think on my sliding scale of innocence, they certainly slide towards the innocent side than the, than the guilty side in this situation. I mean, because, agreed. Because they are also getting fucked over. Valiant, the Immortals are also getting fucked over because financially they're paying money for these expenses the player salaries and it's not happening the money isn't going where it's supposed Correct. to go so financially so the mortals are kind of getting fucked so um kind of fucking the the mortals harder for this for something that in my opinion based on the information that's available doesn't seem like their fault seems like an unfair move to make because the valiant didn't the immortals didn't do anything wrong here from what we can gather um so the pressure needs to be put on lge i i, I don't know what people I don't know what can be done except for what I said earlier, which is there is a there is a binding contract binding contract signed somewhere, and this needs to go to I don't know a Chinese court. Fuck, they're even just saying that, just like I don't even know what that means. Yeah, I don't even I don't I have no idea what that means. Like, it has to. Is, is there a Chinese court of law that LGE can be put against to to legally pressure them? Because otherwise, I don't I don't see what else you can do. You can cut ties with LGE, but that doesn't solve doesn't necessarily the, solve the that, that doesn't solve the money that they stole. So, like, I think you know, we all agree that like action needs to be taken, and that's where I think the onus does come. Not immediately, but the onus eventually does have to come back to the manager, right, of the operation. Yes, LGE is operating the team, but Valiant still owns it. So, if no action is taken, which again. The story is just coming out, so we don't know if no action is being taken or if the league is applying pressures, so action does happen. But I think that I think that's what we're all kind of saying when it comes to Valiant is that they have to do something. The league well, we and them have to there. cooperate. I think that's the that's to, the base something has to be remedied. That's the that's the base position where I think we all start at. Yeah. The question is what can you do? That's I, that's where and it's I, like, and I don't uh, know that there's that much that you can do. I don't know there's a lot that you can yeah. do. I don't know. Um, Stuff. I don't. I don't. I. I don't understand law at the best of times. I fucking do not have a clue about Chinese law beyond that. Sure. Uh, that's another. That's a whole separate realm of law that I don't even. I couldn't even begin to get into. Um. Like I. I don't know. Like if, honestly, right now, if you're LGE, depending on how much you care about sticking around, uh, if Blizzard or whoever starts coming after you. Depending on how easy or hard it is to kind of get them through Chinese law, LG could just dip and run, and you'll never fucking see them again. And all your money goes with them. They could, they can literally just get up and go. And then what? Possible, yeah. Um, well, that's happened with Chinese orgs in the past. Not necessarily in Overwatch, but like across esports. This is not an uncommon story. So it's like, what, what can you really do? Like, unless you. Have a have a way to chase after them legally in China, then kind of just kiss that money goodbye. Yeah. It's not good either, but yeah, oh, well. it's it's a it's a law thing, and I don't think any of us are lawyers, so it's like we all agree shit has to change. Uh, it's not good that the players are not being paid in a timely but you fashion. You are journalists. 
which is close to being a lawyer. I suppose, yeah. In a in a roundabout way, I suppose it's kind of true. Okay. But yeah. I'd like to see the league make uh, some changes. I, got, I, I have the answer, year... guys. Guys, I have the answer. I have the solution. There you go. You ready? Uh-huh. Just cancel them. Just cancel LGU. That'll do it. Yeah. I think the... Uh, I heard that works. I think the the league in general made it... You, what was it? Like 2019, 2020? Like the league made some changes to the, like the uh, con- contractual structure. At least I'm assuming it was the league. Um, to enable like more power to the organizations. Um, I, f- I think there has to be another like shift coming in 2023 with like how you treat 30 days, how you treat. Um, I think there's more rules to be added in this, this you know, realm. There's, so there's got to be more just, player protection. Yeah, there has to be. Because we've, we've shifted too far. We used to be like super mm-hmm. player protective and that kind of screwed the orgs. Yes. And now we're like super org protective, which is screwing the players. So we got to, we got to, we got to, you know, yep. shift back in the middle somewhere. Because ideally- if we don't, then what you're saying regarding like player strikes is is bound like it's we we are due for one we are due the, for the, the a prob- player the to like have is enough Joe. of it the problem and just is like Joe. actually stop the problem is Joe. either every player would have to do that every single player would have to strike between multiple different cultures languages and you know sure countries and whatnot or like the players that do strike and the other ones so if only a certain proportion of players strike and the others don't the players that do strike just get fucked. Especially if they're small. The small the smaller they group, the more they get fucked. For sure. Let's say it's just yeah. one team. Cool. One team strikes, all those players get fucked, and the league continues without them. Do you know what I mean? Like then nothing mm-hmm. really changes. And then just like six or seven whatever players screw themselves out of playing in the league and they're gone. And the players that are willing to do that and willing to sacrifice their career, power to them. There's a number of players that are, they can't afford to do that. And I and I don't blame them because there's a level of insecurity and fear that does exist for good reason. Because players don't want to lose their livelihoods. And you could say, like, well, they're not getting their full livelihood anyway, but that's at least bigger than zero. Is, is I, my... I think what leads me in the opposite direction is that the, even the players with the... With with, lease of, with with a lower incentive structure, namely contenders players, have already, like, actively done this. That's because they got nothing to lose anyway. If you're in contenders... Exactly. So if this league doesn't shape up and things only get worse for the players, what I'm saying is that this mindset shifts where it's like, enough's enough. You have to make a move. And if we're continuing this direction, which I don't believe right. that we are, then we get into a, a circumstance where players do uh, do out, like, they outweigh the, the consequences and the risks of, like, staying within the league to, like, actually enact this- change. Now this is where a player union would actually be useful because a player union could organize sure. this, a, this a strike at this level. I'm not saying players shouldn't strike, but I'm saying unless it's like extremely well coordinated and literally Agreed. everyone does it, you it's just have a situation. You just have a situation where like the people that do get screwed and the people that don't just continue playing and getting screwed anyway. Yeah. So you can get screwed both ways. Is, is is maybe a reality, but um, a player union would help that. Now before everyone just jumps, I was like, yeah, where's the players union? This should be a players union. I saw that comment, by the way, in the, in, I think the Halo 3 is like, another reason why we need a players union. I'm like, I don't disagree, but also at the same time, that's up to the players. Mm-hmm. Well, that's up to like, you know, a representative of the players that has nothing to do with the league or Blizzard uh, 
to take charge in that. And and the few times that you has maybe happened, the few times that has maybe happened where where somebody like Seagull steps up and tries to get it going, it didn't it did not get going. Not enough players were interested. No. Not enough players backed it. And it's possibly an issue with the fact that it's, the league is just too international. You have just too many different bodies of different demographic groups of players, and it's too hard sure. to coordinate it all together. Um, maybe the demographic groups also have different interests, and maybe from a legal standpoint as well, it's like, you know, how does how does an American based players union support a Korean player? Like, it's, it's a hard thing to do, right? So, I mean, this is this there's a lot of hurdles involved. So, I can see why it's not. It's not as easy as the LCS and League of Legends to formulate one. Well, that, that's all American players, or at least like if they're not sure. Ameri- if they're foreign players, they're like on American visas, and they're all existing in one regional league, right? That's very different. Yeah, there you so would almost need three separate players unions for each demographic of Chinese, mm-hmm. Korean, and American yeah, or European. There's such an infinitesimal amount of hurdles that you had to overcome. Just. Scratch that one from your toolbox in order to fix this uh, player situation. It's not going to happen. We had way people, better people, moments for it to happen, and it didn't happen then. And people talk about people talk about player unions as like a, a light switch you can turn on. Every time I hear somebody talk about it, it's like, yeah. "Why don't they just do a player's union?" It's like, brother, it is, it is not a light switch. You'd 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 hope it was, you'd wish it was, but it it really isn't as simple. It's just like, well, organize. It's like, okay, why don't you organize it for him? Yeah, please. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, and the best you're one, just, the best you're just one? poking the dead body and like hoping people, it does something. The people, the people actually have no idea what a union is. They're like, oh, why does a Blizzard just make a players union? It's like, mm-hmm. brother, that's that's. A funny I mean, one. that that's sentence. Hilarious. That sentence structure, even of itself, yes, please, employer, make me a union. Do you understand like, what that that's, like? They don't understand. That's why they said they don't uh, understand. That's why they said it. That's like I know, yeah. Hey, hey entity mm-hmm. that is that is likely to oppress me. You, why don't you make the rules for me? Please, like, please offend me. What incentive oh, structure does the employer have to uh, like? Bruh. Yeah, it's so yeah. Now I need to get their shit together. Plain and simple. Start paying these boys. Start paying the players. No, Valiant have been paying them. It's LGE that is not paying them. Whoever. Find the money, get it to the get it to the players. I don't care who's involved. Alrighty. Yes, good. We did play anything else, so we good. Didn't we? Yeah, no, we're good. Alrighty. Also at this point, if a play if players did want to strike, I mean it would cause a shit storm, but at this point I think it's this situation is already getting quite public the league is already well as Jessica and I have alluded to I think the league have been looking into it for more than just right now but Halo is saying the league is looking into it now um so whichever way you want to slice it it's things are happening like the question will always just be like well what what things can happen and how quickly can they happen yeah and uh big eyeballs at least from me now Looking to countdown cup because summer showdown's over. All the players that did not make the land or did not make the tournament are taking a break. How does Valiant move forward now in countdown cup? Do the players still play? Are they getting paid? Are they not getting paid? What's the issue? What's the deal? We will find out when countdown cup comes back. Speaking of countdown cup, or actually, let's not speak about countdown cup. Speaking of summer showdown, let's talk about 
the actual tournament coming up. And we can do that by also examining some of the games and some of the storylines, some of the teams coming through. Um, let's just go over which teams have made it. Here are the seedings from North America, one to eight. From number one, Fuel, then going down two to eight, we have Shock, Outlaws, Defiant, Spitfire, Titans, Justice, Mayhem. And then in Summer Showdown Tournament 4 8-pack, we have Dragons, Dynasty, Charge, Fusion, in that order. So Glands, Rain, Boston, Excel, Eternal, Hunters, Valiant, Spark have all missed out. First of all, I'm going to just say this real quickly because this is a funny meme. Um, I did imply a little bit earlier on that there is a world, then there is a timeline, where the three locations of the Washington offload being Glads, Atlanta, Rain, and Boston all do not make it, while Washington do make it. So what a funny outcome that we have now. What a wild, crazy outcome we have that, uh, you know, Washington Justice, whichever way you want to view this meme, either from the position of Deadweight being dropped, like, oh, finally, Washington, they've taken off the shackles. The Deadweight is gone. They can finally play the game. And now those three players are weighing down the other three teams who didn't make it. Or it's the uh, the Supreme um, sleeper agent. Sleeper agents being inserted into the other teams, taking them down from within. Ooh, you just rolled case, the right meta. In either case, Washington makes it. Glad Atlanta uprising don't make it. Yep. That's hilarious. Strength of schedule, right meta rolled. Death rattle last last breath or like what's it called in, in WoW again? Uh last stand? Or cheat death? Whatever mechanism is at play here. Like I mean nobody looks at vigilante, happy, and um Ah, who am I missing? Mag. Mag and says like they were the problem on the teams that they didn't qualify for. Or those were the pro problem children on the justice, right? But it's, it's but it's funny to imagine it that way for the purposes of the meme. Right. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like... Um, I mean, good for, for the team, for sure. Um, I don't know if they will necessarily have much of a chance here. Um, but, I mean... For for some of them, I expect this to be probably more like a last hurrah situation. Even though I think the justice are pretty much a lock in. Uh, opener, Kalios. I don't think that those are players. They're le less likely than not to find team, team uh, or they. I struggle to make sentences right now. Uh, what my what I mean is. I think it's unlikely players like this will find a new team in the new season. And as it stands, and like for them, that's either they take this to be like, okay, one last round, or let's really play and, you know, make a strong effort to show our best in order to be attractive in the postseason. But I mean, yeah, it's. They will probably also still make play-ins, of course, as as the current standings are. Um, if not directly playoffs, actually, still possible, I suppose. I just add, there is one common denominator between those three teams that missed out that I just noticed, and that is the Toronto Defiant. The Toronto Defiant have an all-kill versus those three teams. They beat all three of those teams. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Which is which is amazing. But yeah. You know, if the, if the justice a bit of friendly fire, a bit of friendly fire, because I think yeah, I think Boston played Atlanta, Atlanta played Gladiators. You know, they they also had mm-hmm. to defeat each other a little bit there. But yeah, I think to your point, Yuska, that like it is a death rattle for some players, where it's like it is very unlikely that either they stay motivated or they are like their interest in Overwatch after the season like continues. Um, but I I would. <sighs> I, I see a world where maybe Kalios does find another team. No. I think there are some intangibles about him that, you know, he was offered could to be sort of all out. teams at zero buyout. Nobody bid. Who Kalios? I think that's a different situation when in comparison to like an actual off season rebuild for a team, right. right? Like if, if I'm a team right now and I already have a tank that I quite like and have plans for, or, you know, I, I don't have any pressure to actually change. Or it's probably detrimental to change. I think just like randomly signing another player to just like slot into your team um, isn't the best way to go about things. Um, so I, I do think the situation uh, shifts when we get into the the actual like postseason. People do have a little bit more um, information, maybe uh, you know testing when it comes to like long form Overwatch two tournaments. Right? We, we're, we're we're still kind of. We're three quarters of the way done with the year, sure, but there's still quite a bit of Overwatch to be played. What else can be discovered? What else can be kind of like formulated as like a a a uh, coefficient, not a coefficient, but like a marker of like success, like we did last year with with veterans and flexibility and all of these things that we can point to to say, ah, yes, like these are these are the markings of like a successful or good player. Um, I, I think maybe that changes uh, given so- given enough time. Uh, on the storyline of the death rattle, I think um, Washington's journey is going to be pretty brief here. Um, not to get into predictions too early, but yeah, as we'll see in the bracket, I don't expect Washington to make it very far in the tournament. Nor do I think they have too much left to go for the rest of the year and count their couple play-ins or whatever. Yeah. Um, given that they are going to have a, a reasonable amount of league points out of this, they get four league points minimum out of this entire stage, given three wins and also tournament qualification. That should put them into a reasonable standing to make in to make it to the play-ins. Mm-hmm. Uh, if they whether they make it through or not, it's an entirely different question because uh, you know still a bit of a sad state of a team. Maybe they get lucky in the meta. Who knows? You know, a number of things can happen. Um, they are probably one of our lower-rated teams. Another team that kind of squeaked by is the Florida Mayhem, right? And they have a very interesting situation ahead of them. We can talk about this right now. Um, because we're kind of on the subject of teams, how they did in the qualifying, how we think they might do, without necessarily giving a prediction. But Majed can't make it to land. Now, I believe the league slash Florida are looking at options for Majed to maybe play from home or play from the Mayhem facility, but he does not have a visa to go into Canada. Right. Here. It's, uh, it's unfortunate. It kind of sucks. Um... Hopefully the league can find a solution. Uh, yeah, it would be a different story if maybe um, Florida. I'm trying to think of the timeline of when Majed was actually signed, because I think was this postseason start that he was signed or like right before? I feel like it was very early on. He was signed like, before the season. Before the but season. he didn't get his visa until late. He still managed to play. 
right, um, right, right. the season. So that's where it's like, I, I don't know enough about like visa acquisition processes and like how easy it is to like fast track two different ones. And if that was even like something that Florida could feasibly do, I don't know. Um, it's an unfortunate thing that like it, it sucks and hopefully the league can um, accommodate um, in, in well, special circumstances. Say that, it sounds don't, like don't need team skating out. Sounds like they probably didn't start Majid's visa process for Canada until late. Yeah. Because honestly, Florida didn't know if they were going to even make didn't it. Oh, yeah, exactly. And you know. could say, I think you can argue, it's like, well, why don't they just do it early? Why don't they just do it just in case? Uh, and the answer to that would be probably cost money. Yeah. Right? So, unfortunately, when, you know, you're, you're one of the teams that is cost-saving, yeah, this is not insignificant i don't i'm guessing i'm speculating maybe you know after this after this i say this and albert comes out and be like that's entirely incorrect i'm like all right fair enough i was wrong i don't actually know i'm just guessing but it, it does seem like it's late it does seem like it's a late application because you because it took mm -hmm. a long time for my judge to get the u.s they started his process as soon as they signed him as far as i can tell and they signed him in the preseason uh, with plenty of room to work with so it's not like they dilly dallied there they just it just took a long time to get my jet over it's the Saudi nationality that does put a little bit of red tape over entry into some of these countries as far as um, legal working visas goes. You know, this is, we're not talking about a tourist visa here. Mm. So, I don't know, but how does this, aside from the visa status position, how does this affect the team? Because this is a team that goes 3-3. Three, three. Yep. They lose to predictably the the powerhouse of Dallas and Shock. Uh, they beat Paris. They beat New York. The, by the way, their final week was insane. Three zero yeah. Paris, three year, three zero New York. Uh, that was one of the pathways, by the way, for Gladiators to make it. Was I believe Florida, Paris, and New York all had to win one each. But if two of them, if one team just wins both, like Florida did, then it's just okay. Well, that's just no shot. Uh, and Florida's just like, nope, <laughs> fuck Gladiators. We're just gonna win both three zeros, baby. Mm -hmm. Um. And who else did they beat? They beat London in in week one, which is quite impressive considering London's bounce back now. Florida being London in week one is pretty nice. Um, but they've been running some unorthodox strategies. They've done the double flex support in this meta. Yeah. Uh, beyond that, Majid has been off-rolling into Lucio. I suppose this means that Animo is going to have to play for them on Lucio now, which shouldn't be bad. Like That, sh that sounds like it shouldn't be bad, but they haven't done it so far. They haven't been willing to really do that yeah. so far, which is weird. Um, you know, I'll trust them, maybe for good reason. I would say so. I think it comes down to... It's one of those things that, like, once we get a ruling, it's really going to shape how, like, predictions are going to roll out. I think, at least in my mind, I think it's, it's probably... assume he doesn't play. Assume Ajay doesn't play. Assume he, he doesn't. Uh, I mean, that definitely hampers them. Um, I, I think we've been pretty explorative let's say of of main supports within uh, overwatch 2 um and especially their impact within this meta in particular that said um one of the the big markers that i've kind of placed when kind of reviewing some of these games is like actual coordination and even still like even actual main supports are still having like some rough patches as you tend to do it's it's not without you know human error um and and that's something that I don't think that Animo's really ever shocked me with. It has never really been an impressive feat. If anything, going back to like his goat's performance, it was probably a marker of why I dislike him so much. 
So it's, I would say it's a, it's a step down, but I don't know by how much, I don't think it becomes a liability. I don't think just like having like a, uh, a, a lackluster, let's say main support is going to like tank their, their performances tournament. Um, but it, it certainly doesn't help. What do you guys that think is, about uh, as if he doesn't play? What do, what do you guys think about Hydron benching XC currently? Deserved. I, it, it never said well with me that like they benched XC on pot or Hydron on potential when he already was one of the stronger sojourns in the league. I don't know how much yeah. higher you could expect XC to play. Um, and it's, it, it just doesn't feel that great for player psychology. So, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It, 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 buying XC is like, instead of Hydron. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I was half expecting Hydron to be sold somewhere. Didn't happen, so. True, yeah, same. You guys got all the trade leaks. Speaking of, um, what, what was the word you used again? Um, mor confidence, morale. Like what, what? What would you say? Yes, psychology. Sir? Speaking of player psychology, let's talk about the LA Gladiators. No, I'm kidding. Um, let's talk about um, <laughs> Vancouver's run. That was impressive. True. Yeah, they've gone from one winning diddly squat to going three mm. and three, top six. Tidy call justice. It's Wow. I mean, who did they beat? Let's go over who they beat. They got... It'll be it seems like Paris is a bit of... Paris and New. They yeah. three are both Paris and New. Good de God damn, dude. Paris and New have been a bit of a punching bag, sadly. Um, that being said, New York also did beat, beat Houston. Yeah, so given that. New York seems like they they were on the mend for a little bit. I don't I don't know how much... They're they're a weird one. They, sometimes they look good, sometimes oh, they look good. Good that we're not going to talk about New York then, because they didn't make it, so we're going to skip them for now. Um... So Vancouver beat Paris, they beat New York, they beat Washington 3-2. And they also... Yeah, that's the three. That's, those are the three they won. Uh, they had a very close game versus Toronto, a 2-3 and three result, which was, I think you have to kind of tip the hat to that. And then a very close 2-3 versus a, a, a strong-looking Boston as well. So potentially room for two more wins there if it kind of goes their way at least a little bit more. Yeah, minor note, I guess, on that Boston game, I, if memory serves, and I'm quite sad that it is serving me this way. Yeah, this was a reverse sweep, and it was like a genuinely mm. decent match where like this probably could have been a 3-0, and then Boston just kind of flipped the shit. So potentially another team kind of with a sense of consistency behind them. Uh, sad that, you know, Baroy doesn't get his, uh, his uh, old team that doesn't get score a win against this is kind of like this is the most true neutral result for Baroy though because it's like yeah your old team wins but your new team goes up to zero at match points so, you yeah. know it can't be two, and man. and your new, your new team goes to toronto and your old team doesn't so it's you know yeah. a bit of a true neutral result with Baroy. Sure, sure. I, I think yeah. you know if there was a way to meet in the middle mm -hmm. this would be it this is the meet in the middle result for Baroy, <laughs> respectfully would imagine so. But yeah, right. definitely keep an eye on Boston and credit to Vancouver and uh, the regime. But like, so where, where does Vancouver go from here? 
are they just are they legitimately a legitimate team now? Are they just are they is this is this a new standard? Is the new standard for Vancouver a mid team? And by the way, I say mid in the most um I say mid in the most uh complimentary way here because sure. mid for Vancouver is a huge compliment to them. Right. So sure. are they just a mid team now? Or is this a one a one shot for them due to meta or due to timing or due to strength of schedule, which was pretty strong for them? It's hard to it's hard to say definitively. I think I'm I think I at least I think I'd speak for everybody in saying that like the form looks like it's all there. The coordination seems like it's there. But when you ask somebody like Mirror or, you know, False to actually pilot like a Reinhardt in the next meta, whatever it might be, um, whatever this gamble tends, you know, rolls out to be, whatever the river is, um, that's that's when things really become salient. It's a big it'll be a big litmus test on what like the countdown cup metagame looks like. Um, but so far, so good. I think you can't really discredit them for how they look right now. But the one thing I think we can say about Overwatch is that shit changes and it changes often. So how how meta proof is this team? Hard to say because it feels like they've been revitalized with this Junker Queen composition. Um, once that goes away, if and when, um, fingers crossed, it's it, well. This after this meta goes away, would they promise? So. They promise right. to nerf her. Sure, you know we'll see. It uh, that that's kind of my feelings on Vancouver. Is is right now? It's looking great, awesome. I'm happy to see them, you know, performing mm -hmm. well. Happy to not have a, another poo team, but how much farther can this roster go i would i would guess when you look at like the coaching staff and you look at like at least the quality of the players there it's more likely than not that the team is going to be fine moving forward but are they going to like make it through a deep play and run hard to say um if the meta gamble is a little shaky when it comes to tanks for them that definitely could be a detriment there are some like there are some negatives there are some liabilities for this team but we don't know exactly how that kind of pans out. So hard to say. So I, and I will also mention as well that um, just to quell the hype for Vancouver a little bit, because I know it's pretty hype that they're winning, but we have to be reasonable here. We have to be realistic. Um, and I don't want, well, actually, I do want people to be upset next stage. I, I, I really do enjoy people being upset, but I don't want people to be too upset here as well at the same time. So I'm going to contradict that statement um, because they had probably the easiest strength schedule out of the qualified teams um if you look at the teams that did not qualify there is a very specific line of matchups that they pretty much all faced that really screwed their win record match match win loss record and that is they had to play dallas and or shock and if you play both bad luck um so i think the hardest game for vancouver was houston and they got 0-3'd Houston actually legitimately looked good outside of the New York lost. So that was a bit of a rough one for Vancouver. And in some ways, you could extrapolate the Houston loss to being like, well, they would have easily have lost the shock, easily lost it to Dallas. Um, they did lose to Toronto, although given that was a pretty close game, so I think you can just at least give them a, a, bit, a bit of a you know silver lining there. Uh, and they did lose to Boston as well, but they still made 3-3. I just think what I'm trying to say is, you know, when you don't play 
you're not playing gladiators at their peak or at any version of them you're not playing shock you're not playing dallas you can probably temper the hype around vancouver a little bit i think they'll maybe do okay this tournament but i don't think there is like legitimately scary and legitimately good as like being a solidified mid or upper top half team because they're currently sixth place for just this stage and i don't know if anyone of us could confidently say that they are number six in na right Oh, like if you were to power if you were to power rank the NA teams, I don't know that any of us would actually have Vancouver at number six. I don't even know if I would have them at seven. No, I would maybe have them at eight, maybe more along the nine. I'd still think they're probably bottom five overall. Um, which some fans <laughs> yeah. would probably consider to be unfair to Vancouver, but again, look at their strength of schedule and tell me they didn't have the easiest strength of schedule, please. Yeah. And teams are always bound to get like an easy strength, but like you have to kind of measure it in a vacuum. So yeah. Like, Agreed there. Like you, you look at their first couple and it's like, damn, mm-hmm. like you guys kind of got screwed. But even now you lose to a Boston that like looked very beatable and like it was a close game through and through, uh, you know, once Boston kind of turned their monitors on. Um, it's not a team that's just like definitively top like mm-hmm. seven, top eight. It's like you're saying it, it, it is a lot closer than what it you know seems to be on paper. And a lot of that could be attributed to the strength of schedule. For sure. All right. Let's talk about another different team now. Um, at this rate, we're, we're almost just talking about all the teams individually. Does anyone want to talk about a team individually? Should we start stacking some of them together to speed through this? Because we've got APAC to go through as well. I mean, um, can we can we just talk about Dallas and how okay. how dude this is right now looks like the best team in the world? No. They were um, um, Shanghai Dragons might disagree, but um, right. Okay, okay. Like, okay. I'm still because I don't like I I have some emotional connection to past Jeska who said Edison is living a locker and now he's out of the locker and I'm not quite ready to to say that I've been wrong and it feels bad and mm-hmm. my confidence might suffer from him saying so, but I have to admit like Edison look, is kind of there. <laughs> Right? He's out of the locker, but he's just getting a bit of yard time. He he still has to go back in the locker for most of the day. You know, you're you're allowed a little bit of exercise time in the day. You know, before you have to get locked up again. You know, that's uh, fine. But like, just yes, he, he's, he's not he's not he's a locker he, builder. He's not, in, he's not in maximum security locker anymore. No, he's just in standard. You know, he's just in a standard cell now. Yeah. As far as lockers go, I'm I'm turning this locker discussion from a high school to a prison. We we've made some leaps and bounds, but you know we're getting there. Yeah, but like Hanbin builds Alcatraz. Actually, like Hanbin is a nightmare. Like he has some manga Kyogo Shirin gun shit going on with opponents. Well, he said. he just puts them into mental prisons. Just you just made up some words. I don't know what you just said. Yeah, I mean, this is you being uncultured about Naruto, which. You know, you, some people may call culture. Um, yes, but- you have to. You have to choose right now. Do I? Do I make the thumbnail with Mangekyo uh, Sharingan? The thing is, like the you valiant to, situation. Snap call. Yes or no? Yes, because the valiant situation has okay. definitely incurred enough suffering for me to activate my Mangekyo Sharingan. But, like, yeah, I I feel like Hanbin is. Man, that fucking second stage really hurt his MVP chances. 
is what I'm feeling sure. when I'm watching him play right now. Because that yes. dude was yes. slapping in, like looked like the best player in the world right. in in stage one. And then he now looks like the best player in the world once again. And it's like, come on, dog. Like, okay, okay. He, he, he has been one-tricking heroes the entire way through. Let's be realistic as well. He's one-tricking Zara, then he's one-tricking Junk, yes. the queen. To be fair, sure. everybody's one-tricking Junk, the queen right now. But yeah, that stands. Also, also... Just to just to quell people's emotions a little bit. And I'm not, I'm not talking about you guys. You know who I'm talking about. Um, I had I had Hanbin as my preseason MVP right. prediction. Yeah. So I would fucking love it if Hanbin won because I'll, I'll look like a genius. I will literally Nostradamus if Hanbin gets the MVP. So I'm not against that. I'm just saying at the same time, it's like, is he about to get MVP off two heroes? Like, you no, no, I mean? you can't do it anymore yeah, because yeah. like stage two ruined it, unfortunately. But. Uh, yeah. yeah, it sucks because he probably like if we play out the season, if we simulate out the season a number of times, it probably doesn't shape out this way, and he probably is an MVP caliber vote. Maybe um, it's, maybe he's just unlucky. He has to share playtime with Fearless a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. And but then again, like last stage was a you know you could have just you could have played Doom, you could play a lot more Doom. But again, then again, you probably put Fearless on that because he can yeah. swap between Doom and Winston on the same person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, kind having of... Fearless in your team with such a great Winston fucks Harmon a lot because you don't get to play in a dive meta because Fearless has had the has the better hero pool for that. So really f- reminds me of the Smurf super situation where they took each other's MVP chances. You know, mm-hmm. based. Flitter and leave. Let's fucking go, baby. Yeah, what can you what can you do? I mean, yeah, no, I'm I'm greatly enjoying. Dallas Fuel. You can pay. You can pay me money, mm. and I'll promote your player on socials. <laughs> True. Wait. Hey, I got a good. I got a good record for that right now. So you know, my bank account and my DMs are open. Yeah. <laughs> oh well. Oh well. Wait, are they really playing Washington Justice first round, and then? Yes. They're playing Washington Justice yeah, I, once again. Like I wanted that. to, I wanted to butt in and be like, "Well, no, I think Justice has a road." And I look at my predictions again. And I'm like, "Oh, wait." What do you mean mind. they're playing Washington first <laughs> round then again? They're playing them first game in Countdown uh-huh. Cup. Yeah, yeah. So it's like yeah. you build up trauma in Toronto. You come home. You wanna, you, you know, you wanna stay safe you can't <laughs> like they're back <laughs> back to pound you but what do you are you are you talking about washington yeah yep at least what's after the, what's that the other time what's the other time they play dallas are you talking about them having already played dallas no they're playing dallas in the first round of uh in toronto it's like drawing the worst opponent you could in the first round it's oh, like okay. oh well your turn i thought i heard so. you say i heard i thought i heard you say them playing them again yeah yeah again yeah, they, when they, they Come home to Countdown Cup, yeah. That's also the first oh, okay. game. Well, yeah, but that'll be a new meta, though. That'll be an, a, a, a couple weeks break in a new meta. Yeah. If the balance so, patch is strong enough to bring about a new meta, look. Oh, if it's boy. not, if it's not strong enough, I'm gonna, re- I'm going to uh, formally request that we enable a either gentleman's agreement or a fucking hero pool ban on, <laughs> on Junker Queen. I'm serious. Are you telling uh, me we, we will, we will bring back a Junker Queen? We will ju- we will no no junkrat's still there. Um we will hero pull remove Junker Queen just for that one hero. 
if, if the band's not strong enough. In fact, you know, even if the band, band is strong enough, even if the buff, even if the nerfs are strong enough, just remove her anyway, just for safety. You know, fuck it. Yeah. Or for insurance policy, why not? Um, shock. We got to talk about the shock. At this point, we're about to talk about every single team. So why don't we just make some quick comments here? And then shock. Uh, who, who, who thought who, who thought who was going to win? Was it going to be? Did you guys pre Dallas or shock? I can't remember. I think like uh, Junkie Queen I is so strong at the moment, yeah, right? So so like, no, I'm talking about the regular season game. Oh yeah. yeah. Did you guys think that Dallas was going to win or Shock was going to win in week 18? I thought Dallas was the best team in North America since like halfway through. So I would have hoped I would have said Dallas, but I genuinely care. Well, we didn't do an official preds for it, so now we can't actually go back and look. Um, I I'll be honest. I I I, no one expected Edison to have a big game like that. I did not ex- sure. expect Edison to have a big game like that. I would have, I would have, just imagined that Proper was just going to come in and, and just do his proper thing, um, and proper all over Dallas. You know, yep. he's going to prop. He's going to come in prop open and then just prop all over Dallas. Is what he normally does to everybody. Then again, he's lost to he's lost to Dallas twice now this year. Two of Shock's losses this year have been to the Dallas field, so take that with what you will. They have beaten Dallas one time. The record is Dallas two to one versus Shock in twenty twenty two. But prior to this week, it was one to one. It's a hard game to call. I still think it was a bit of a coin flip, but Dallas showed up so big off the back of Edison, and also you know obviously Heimbin's really good at the moment as well. Um, yeah, I mean it's a deserved win. It's a great win, fantastic win for Dallas. Also, it breaks the streak. Because I, as I said yeah, before, yeah. if Shock beat Dallas here, it would have been, I think, a flawless stage. Not for, what, yeah, flawless stage, but it would have been a flawless season for for Shock. Yeah. They would have had a perfect season. I think they would have gone twenty four and zero, in my opinion. So twenty zero will now be the uh, official scoreline for biggest record ever. I still think Shock are clearly one of the best teams, and Dallas do look like the better team at the moment. That is. I think the asterisk there is, does Edison continue the performance? That's the question that has to be answered. Otherwise, I think Shocker are in position to potentially make a bit of a vengeance here, make a bit of a comeback in the tournament. I mean, I, mean, I think it certainly helps that, you know, Edison does have a big game. Um, Joe, can you mute your obvious ninja? Yes. Um, sorry. It, uh, the big marker for me when it came to Dallas was, I think, their proactivity early on. Uh, I, I do think the May look is something that is a non zero factor, no matter what you kind of assume, um, or, or, you know, however you want to rank that. I do think it, it does change how teams like prepare for you. Um, and I think Dallas are, again, probably the best team, uh, at running it. It, I think it, that combined with the proactivity, combined with like they're all around, just kind of like solid roster across the board when it comes to like this Junker Queen composition. Whereas like with Shock, yes, Proper is an absolute stud no matter what. Every game, he's the most con- he's Mister Consistent through and through. Um, but the rest of the team just doesn't necessarily stack up in the same vein. 
Um, and then there are still some some questions when it comes to coordination, whereas I think like Rush in general has like seemingly always has like formed rosters that um, gravitate towards these compositions and, and takes it takes an early fondness to them. So it's I, I think it's a little bit less than a I think it's a little I, I guess, depending on how you view this, it's it's not necessarily a coin flip of my eyes. I think that like Dallas are pretty clearly ahead. They are the team to beat. But I don't think Shocker that far behind. Fair. Yes, good thoughts on Shock before we move to Houston, Toronto. I I think I agree. Like I I hope that we get a rematch. I think that would be amazing. Oh, we are getting a rematch at some point. It's happening. Yeah. Yeah, I like. Part of me thinks like it would have been dope. I think both of those teams would have beaten Glatz even in the final version, but it would have been nice to have both of them have to pass that bar. Like maybe, you know, like one of them goes into the lower bracket, has to beat Glatz in loses finals, then has to go to Grants and beat each other again. That would have been dope. But yeah, at this point, like, um, I mean, they're clearly both the best teams in this meta. Right there, yeah, it's like one okay. and one, for sure. Uh, Houston, rough start. Lost to New York. Uh, lost to London. Actually, there was a, there was an zero and three as well. Bit of turmoil in the team. New players being added in. Old players being let go or traded. No idea of Creative Zero if he's even going to play if he is there. <sighs> Probably not. True. What is your read on? Houston Outlaws at the moment, are they the definitive third best team in NA or is actually Toronto the third best team and Houston's just kind of uh, Houston's just kind of locked up their position but you know they don't deserve it. Who, who's third? Who's actually better, Houston or Toronto? Is it crazy to say that there's another team kind of in the mix there? I feel like it's a three horse race for third and I feel like... London? You want to put London? Yeah! And I know that's like kind of an outside like whoa, hot take, spicy fucking air horn. Beep, 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 beep. Like no, I with the record that they've shown, yes. Do I think Backbone is an absolute stud and deserves MVP caliber mentions? Absolutely fucking not. But for whatever reason, this team does perform well. They do. It, even in a meta where they shouldn't, right? Where we're like Genji's too important backbone. We've seen him on it. He's he's he ain't good. Week one, it's proven. It's like, yeah, you know what? We were right. Backbone shouldn't be playing the Genji. Literally do anything else but Genji. They try the Rhine. It doesn't work. And then we get to here, right? Where they're actually beating, like, good teams. They have the 3-0 versus Houston, who I think, again, like you mentioned, it's Toronto, it's Houston, and for my money, London is, I feel like, has to be in that discussion. Is that crazy to say? No. Their their record doesn't show it, but I think their strength in terms of like where they look now and on the upswing, uh, in combination with Yiska's Scrimbucks, does lead me to believe that they are in the running for third. Yeah, because like losing to Florida early on, yeah, losing to Atlanta, losing to Washington, yeah, but doesn't win, give you good taste. Winning against Outlaws and winning against Defiant does right. Like that, they just had yeah. really yes. weird, yes. like. Results yes. this stage. So, yeah, it's it's a weird it's a weird team. Um, 
I let's think, just combine all three in there. Like, I mean, yeah, they're they're just like the absolute mental coin flip, dude. What what I had an interview with Sparker Speaking and speaking of mental coin flip, let's talk about the LA. Gla- okay, let's not. Let's <laughs> talk about Sparker gone. That like Sparker said, uh, <laughs> he had a dope quote, and I'm going to butcher it, but it's like. We're a team of young people and rookies, people who have never faced adversity in their lives. And that's why, like, they sometimes have mental issues or mental uh, inconsistencies, you know, which is a based answer. Never faced adversity. Never faced adversity. Yeah. Like, I can't tell if it's a meme or not because their entire season last, last year was adversity. Yeah. I mean, it is, but like in the in the scope of like however long they've you know however old they are, right? Like how how many like hard like how many hurdles have they actually had to get over, right? Like they're they're playing like they're professional esports athletes, which again is not something to like sleep on, but they're young kids, like they don't have a ton of life experience, so it's like how much adversity have they really gone through to get here to at this point? So it's like it's kind of a self-report, but it makes sense. Like it's a good way to explain like what is happening, even though like your your season's being so successful. Yeah. All things considered. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I think like scrim results is they were even doing well against shock. Um, I I'll think it up. I th- winning and well means splitting, you know, um, they are. But I mean, splitting with one of the best teams in the world, like that's the thing is, Chalk always good. underperforms in scrims. Right. That's just what they do. Like they, they uh, arguably just practice differently. Um, but like, yeah, I think like generally speaking, this is <clears throat> this is going to be a big test. And keep in mind, they they did like drop the spaghetti in Hawaii after beating Atlanta very impressively, and then lost to Mayhem. Also, something like Sparker almost like f- sounded disgusted by that they did. Like he said something like, "We should never use lose to that team." And which team? Atlanta? No, Florida. Oh, right. And now there's a crowd. So ooh, now I'm f- wondering, like, you know, like the crowd adds another it's the first element. land, yeah. Yeah, that's the first LAN. I mean, they, none of us have, have seen crowds in like two years. And now, like, I think it's non, you know, not a non-issue, especially if you're playing the home crowd in the first match. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things that's like, does it help or does it hurt, right? I think we've seen this team like, um, what was it during midseason madness? Like Hottie getting really loud and kind of like becoming this personality in this live environment where it's like, whoa, like I thought you guys were supposed to be good. Like what's good? Like he, he kind of almost, it feels like, and I'm very much projecting here. It feels like he kind of like comes up and like uh, rises to the occasion. Does that mean the same for everybody? Hard to say, but it, I, I don't, I wouldn't necessarily say we should just write them off as like, oh, like, it's one of their first lands with a live crowd. Like it's going to be tough for them because of what they've said in the past. I think there's, there's, it's a coin flip for me, whether or not this, this helps hurts. And I feel like that goes for like a lot let's, of teams. Let's talk about, let's finish up with Houston for a little bit. Cause we kind of just jumbled yeah. between three teams here. Uh, all three teams going for, I think a, a potential 
who is in the top three here, because uh, mm. it has to be one team in the top three. Are Houston legit? Because oh, it seemed sure. like they had a slow start, but now they look really good. Now yeah. they look like they're coming through, and they didn't even play. No, they did. They three owed Washington. Pelican looks like a god, mm-hmm. as as you would expect. Uh, by the way, all the fans saying Pelican isn't trying. Uh, well, he he must be trying because he's fucking insane <laughs> at the moment. Where's that narrative come from? What is what's up with that? Well, when when Piggy left the team, uh-huh. everyone, all, I saw all these comments from fans. Fans like, oh yeah, Pelican's packing it in. Look, he doesn't give, he doesn't care anymore. He just wants to leave the team. That's what everyone's saying. <laughs> and like, meanwhile, I'm watching these games, watching him frag. I'm like, what the fuck are you guys talking about? Yeah, so. That's- not the game i'm seeing boys and girls like so yeah he's not... he's he is trying he clearly is trying because he he's a competitor yeah. and he wants to win mm. um and come on you guys think pelican will be selfish enough to like start throwing games because his friend picky isn't there come on yeah uh, this is this is even worse than the gesture profit bromance accusations that we've heard in the past um not saying they weren't friends but like some people made it out like you know there was, there was, there, there's some shit, there's some nepotism or some, some other head assery going on there, but there's not, um, keeping a real PG. So what did I, no, I don't, I'm joking. I'm clearly kidding here. Houston, uh, they, they feel like a, a team to me that, that do have it together. They look at the, like a super scary team that I have really good individual pieces. I can get them very far. Now, as we all know, I rate Genjis very highly in this meta, and teams with phenomenal Genjis have a lot of peaks. That's why that's why Shanghai is so good. That's why Shock are good. That's why Dallas are good. Um, and you can extend that to Pelican and on Outlaws as well. You know, that's it's a big part of the team. And you know, it seems like the the other pieces are coming together well as well. Um we all knew that Merit in this meta would thrive, and he's actually got a couple of options because he's playing the Ash as well now. But even if he even if he doesn't play the Ash, the Sojin's phenomenal. Um, he's one of the, he's got one of the best Sojins that we've seen so far in the league. And like, I'm not the biggest fan of Ash in this meta. I think she's got some viability. I think she's got on certain maps, but she's not a one trick hero. But I don't have the same concerns about Outlaws as I do about some other teams with Ash players because it's like Outlaws sure. don't have to play the Ash. I feel like Merit has a bit more flexibility proven on the Sojin that he can go back to at any point that's so, what's so surprising about this team like early on where they like adopted the ash whereas like i think even yuska had made mention that like some of the stronger teams behind the scenes maybe are actually yeah. playing quite a bit of quite a bit of ash yeah for a while. um yeah so it's i agree um uh, would echo a lot of those same points i think houston deserves deserves some credit i think they they had the pieces um to play this meta and i think they've kind of grown into it really really nicely mm-hmm. um a bit of a swing and a miss last last week uh i thought that maybe justice had something cooking and i, I feel like uh, that game was closer than i think the scoreline showed but i'm a, the real deal i'm a bit of a london doubter so i my third is between outlaws and defiant maybe i'll lean defiant a little bit even as well because mm-hmm. uh, now I'm Fair. like a now like I'm, I'm a defined believer now. Yeah, I've been converted. Um, <laughs> sure, you've been believing for a minute. I feel like you you made no, this call I, pretty early on, right? I I did I did call that Toronto would definitely make their own tournament. I did say that. Sure. I didn't say by what score line or how good they would look. I I, I would have accepted even if Toronto came in eighth place here, I would yeah. have accepted that as a W. But like, yo, that's a W for Defiant. 
Um, but I'm more even looking at like the Atlanta call, like week one. I feel like you had some like really early Atlanta, like uh, well, I, I, predictions, like early on, right? Yeah, like, yeah. Well, so, some 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 of them have been good. I don't know. I, I probably I missed on a few. I thought Hangzhou would be insane. I missed okay. on that one. Sure. I said Chengdu would be third. Missed on that one. So strangely enough, I've missed on more ones in APEC and hit more in NA somehow. I don't know. It's usually <laughs> the other way around. It's you usually like the other, that, way, right? other way around. But I've hit I've hit pretty good in NA and I've missed quite a bit on APEC, which yeah. is weird. um. I oh, by the way, and I also hit on I hit on Glad's Atlanta and Boston all missing out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> hit that one too. Uh, I've been hitting the good stuff. Yeah, you'll be having what I'm having if you want good, good breaks. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I'm sober. So, yeah, Toronto is the other one, and it's it's been a, it's been a turnaround. I think it's been a bit of a turnaround stage for them they look good okay yeah they did they lose their last match to london but i think that speaks well for london and uh which is painful for me to doubt london even after that mm-hmm. um i get it you know look somebody i just i have to doubt somebody somebody's got to have the ayah um, yeah and i i doubted glad's pretty hard in this stage i think most people did i think their chances of making it were just so slim that it just wasn't possible you know, I I expected Toronto to do something to make sure Glads weren't going to make it in, but this is a little extreme. Toronto, you know, you were supposed to win three and two, not uh, not just fucking lose. <laughs> True. Glad that Toronto is making their own event. I think we'll start there. Like um, form wise, I think that they've. They've looked, they've looked solid. They've looked consistent, and that's not something you can say with them uh, in the past this season. Like they've been kind of wishy washy. I remember them battling really close against Justice. Um, this this meta does feel different. Um, and yeah, if when you look at like the three teams or maybe the two teams, depending on you know what your viewpoint is, um, I think it's hard not to put Toronto as like maybe the leaders in that pack. Um, their performances have shown that like they they do understand the meta they are like even from week one like they were doing these like really intricate like map rotations where like a lot of other teams were just like straight like the the game plan was just very linear where i remember i think it was toronto atlanta on like oasis if i'm if i'm remembering the map correctly it was on university they're doing like underground rotations into like the cubby to split the map in half. To, like there, it was, there was well thought out. I'll, I'll say that like the, all meta long Toronto has had like a very comfortable viewpoint. They've been able to kind of rotate the map in very intricate ways. And I think that that's like something that you can kind of accredit them and say, you know, this is probably a, a big reason why you're winning these fights. You're, you're taking them in really advantageous positions. Not only that, but you're trading up your resources really well. So yeah, looking good. I've also not been that impressed by Hisu this season, but now I think I'm starting to yeah. become impressed. Sotra's genuinely good. I think this messy, stage, he's, yeah. he's really turned turned around, at least my my impression of Hisu is starting to turn around Yeah, based on this stage. so They're doing a lot of good things. They're doing a lot of good things. I don't think Aldo is the biggest Genji. He's no. not a world beater on the Genji. That's maybe no. a downside of Toronto because you don't have a superstar like Pelican or Sparkle on that specific role. But, um, you know, maybe they'll, maybe they'll get by. Maybe it's enough. Uh, the loss to London does scare Toronto's chances a bit. I don't think Toronto are a favorite to win this tournament, but I think the the crowd buff will help them. Seriously, mm-hmm. I, I am a firm believer in the crowd buff, and I think yes. Toronto's crowd buff is going to be very good for them. Yep. Alrighty. 
shall we talk about the pack? Let's smoke that pack. All righty. Um, we didn't really talk about the losing teams in an A. I don't know if we want to talk too much about the losing teams in APAC, but uh, I'll briefly Back touch song. up on a couple of things. Just to just to just a few brief. When I say losing, I mean the ones that don't don't make the tournament. Yeah, yeah. Um, man, I don't know, man. Spark Spark do this shit all the time. You remember last year? Mm-hmm. They looked invincible in June Joust. They were fucking incredible, and then they come back the next stage and they're just bad. And somehow yep. they've done it again. Sparks like I'll fucking do it again, and they did. They look amazing in mid season, and they come back to something to summer showdown this year, and it's just like nope, we bad. This <laughs> is just a bad summer showdown. Is consistently bad. It is for it's cursed Hangzhou. I don't know what it is about stage three. Stage three is just consistently bad for Hangzhou every time. Um, yeah, so okay, they had the travel right. logistical issues, but like, you know, that excuse was good for like two weeks. Oh. And then, you know, in the final week when everyone's there, it's like, we can't use that excuse anymore. I even said as well, as like, you know, I, I'm willing to use the excuse of them having the Alpha Yi travel and irony not being able to scrim and blah, 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 blah. I'll use that for a little bit. But after a while, you can't, you gotta, you know, something's gotta give. And it, it didn't give and never gave. They won a single game versus Valiant, which considering Valiant's also down there in the dumps with them is not like the most impressive thing in the world. Um... Valiant have, I mean, I don't even know if there's too much of reading here. They went to a bunch of different map fives. They unfortunately couldn't win those map fives. Their season, their stage would have looked very different had they, had they won those map fives. They did actually win one of them, I think, you know, versus Chengdu. Um, but like for Valiant, yeah, I don't know. It's it's just another one of those stages. I think there's a very Valiant stage, right? When they are a very upbeat kind of team where they try to punch up, but oftentimes they'll just barely miss out. It is pretty tragic. Chengdu, this is this one's a real tragedy for me. I'm I'm really upset by this one because they look so good. They actually baited me and baited a lot of people into believing in them. Where and I think in some cases it's similar. Again, it's similar to midseason madness. They look so good in the first couple of weeks, and they completely shit the bed in the last week. I'm like, what is going on, Chengdu? What the hell's going on? You know, they, they 3-0 Philly, look so clean as well. They destroy Philly, they beat Hangzhou, which granted, okay, Hangzhou, maybe not the most amazing team so far this stage. They lose to Shanghai and lose to Seoul. Ah, it's expected. That's that's supposed to happen. But then they lose to the charge, 3-0. And then they lose to the Valiant, 2-3, and it's like, holy shit. Just goes from bad to worse. Can't describe it. I don't know, Leave looked good at the start. <laughs> Jimmu looked good at the start. True. And then towards yeah. the end, I remember casting the Guangzhou Chengdu game and Nisha was just getting bopped. A guy, guy like heavily, he like Ajaxes and just gets destroyed oh, and just oh. doesn't like, he just yeah, picked man, off man. all these different fights. Leaves on to miss shots now. Jimmu's getting farmed. It's like, it, it just all fell apart. It's like a, you're watching a completely different team. It's unreal. Yeah. It seemed another team that I feel like, and maybe Avril, you can speak to maybe supporting or, or downplaying this, but another team that like on paper feels like they should have the pieces, right? You put leave on Sojourn, toss up for everybody when it comes to, you know, Junker Queen. But Jinmu's Genji has definitely been a pick that like he's historically been very, very good at. Um, or, or, uh, <laughs> good maybe in a in a loose sense depending on who you ask 
but like overall, I feel like this team like on paper should be able to play things. So is it is it a teamwork thing? Is it a coordination thing? Like you're saying, like maybe Nisha's just like not on the same page and not coordinated. Everything. It's Chengdu's on. Chengdu's on is a perpetual coin flip. <laughs> Apparently. True. Very true. Yeah, uh, it's like them and Spark too. I mean, do we we can just transfer this conversation to Guangzhou now. We we'll actually start yeah. talking about some teams that didn't make it. Uh Guangzhou Charge, four and two, what a bounce back. They they are the Vancouver Titans of APAC. They've bounced back. And you know the best part about Guangzhou bouncing back is uh, I can't use the easy strength of schedule yeah. kind of uh, you know, throwaway comment that I made for Vancouver, because in APAC you play a full round robin. You have to play everybody. There's no everyone has the exact same strength of schedule. Uh, Guangzhou lost expectedly to the teams they were supposed to lose to again. They they get three oh by Seoul and Shanghai. Yep, cool. Understand that. They three two Valiant. That actually looked a bit scary, but you know, I think you can't discount Valiant as like a contending team. Like this is a team I was about to call them a contenders team. That's very different. They're a team that contend. Valiant are a team that contend. So I don't think it's crazy that they got a close game versus the charge. Charge then beat Philly, which I think was like, and by the way, they reverse swept Philly, which I think was like an insane game from them. Like that, I think that to me was a moment I'm like, oh shit, Charge are a real team, mm-hmm. right? Because you lose to Seoul and Shanghai, all right? You beat Valiant, yeah, okay, it's a close game. You know, you don't want to read into that too far. You know, that's just, it is, that's not, you don't get too excited about that. Right. But then you beat Philly and you reverse sweep them, you're like, holy shit, this team's the real deal. And then they 3 the Chengdu Hunters and they 3-1 the Hunter Spark. You're like, wow. Oh, charge, baby. Holy crap. And they've only changed two players. They replaced, you develop with Jimmy and unique with Yveltal, aka Xerneas. And that seems to be enough. That's all they did. And that's, that's like enough. Coaching staff is the same. The other three players are the same. True. I I think that those those players in particular, I think a lot of people and credit to, you know, give you give you the props. I feel like you are the only or one of the big coverage points for some of the APAC, you know, preseason stuff. And that's where Jimmy definitely repopped back up on my radar at the very least with some of those like third party tournaments in the preseason. Um, so when I had heard that like Yveltal was coming back, Jimmy's coming in. Like there was a I don't know. I felt like there was like a real world where like if Jimmy's form continues and and it's a gamble, it's it's definitely like you got to hope and pray that it does. It's a little bit of a reach, but we've seen Yvetel and I think like he is I think a talent that we're going to like look back and and look a little ashamed of ourselves that we didn't like big him up as as much as we did. If you actually look at his gameplay, you actually look at his stats in these past seasons. It's actually kind of nuts how like slept on he is. But no, I think everyone knows he's good. It's uh, just like, I, I don't we, think that if you ask somebody like top main supports, like his name is near a snap decision as it should be. I think Lee Jagon right there, one hundred percent. But I feel like number two is very firmly Veltel for me or Xerneas now. Ooh, nah. Wait. See what? See, Yiska just proved your point, Joe. Huh? Look at that. Boom. I'm just stirring the I pot. Mean, I don't even know if I agree. I'm just stirring the pot. Please, like, also activate your amygdala so you can equally just be outraged at this take while people you know, like, funny Astra exist. 
Speaking of activations, my frontal lobe is activated because <laughs> I'm entertained. I am entertained. Do you do you feel like you rate Astro's brig? Do you rate? You don't Astro have to, on, but like, yeah, supports. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. You don't have to when you judge somebody else. But when your team has an like an abundance of resources where you actually don't have to. Yeah, because I his, feel like a team that uh, a person that has like, competed at that. Beca- Go ahead. Because he's good enough to be the Lucio guy in one of the best teams in the world. His Lucio is like is transcendentally better than Iveltal. Mm, I would disagree, but Okay. I don't I'm think it this. I don't think it's worse. I'm I don't enjoy- think it's worse. I'll it. say that. I don't think it's a I don't think they're like far off. I, I would say that they're for in my mind, at least they're comparable at Lucio. You don't think but it's when far I look away. at the. Yes, it's not far away. I, I see what you did there. Um, I think when I look at like the package of what Astro brings and what Ivetel brings or Xerneas brings. I think it's a clear decision for me in my mind that I take the person who has started on a number of heroes and a person who only starts on one. hero. I I. I I think that's not super crazy. I'll, I'll drop on a take. I'll drop on a take. I would rather have Xerneas Mercy than Funny Astro Mercy. I'll say that. Sure. Other heroes, I'm going to refrain from speaking, but I'll say just Mercy. <laughs> I, I take Xerneas. Just Mercy. I, I, like, you, you, you have me when you say, like, we're underrating him, because I still vividly remember when we were saying, ah, you know, Nisha, Ivelto. Yeah, yeah. 1A, 1B. What's the difference? Which, uh, which I think like was just cap and cope yeah. for um, <laughs> like, you Chengdu know, fans. for Chengdu fans, maybe even a little foray in order to yeah. justify like having some leverage over a player that was acting out and like subbing him out, right? If we talk like Astro is gapping Lee J gone on Lucio and now Zernian is the sec. Nah. I don't know about that one. Even then, I don't know that like those three on Lucio are like too far off. Legion's the goat. He's my goat. Like, uh, like remember, like far, back. In, I don't care how much yeah. he feeds. He's my goat. I th- I think that like they all kind of carry this this marker of like main supports that can actually frag, um, and like that's that's not like a that's not a a common thing. You know what, Lee Gone, that guy could just, he could run into spawn and feed, and trust me, he does, and he's still my goat. I, that's my frog right there. I mean, he has been doing that for half a season now. Like, I literally just said he does. Yeah. So I'm agreeing with you. Yeah. I'm saying it doesn't matter to me. He's still my goat, even even though he, he literally feeds, he's my goat. Yeah. I, I st- because you know what? He sows fear into the hearts of the enemy, and that that's what counts. I mean, Funny Astro soars headshots into the head of the enemy. It's true. Like, and, and, and again, let's be very he clear. He doesn't do it while sending himself into the enemy spawn. <laughs> <laughs> very That's true. Nobody's saying that Astro's bad. I want to make that very clear. Nobody's yeah, no, saying no. that Astro isn't like a transcendental Lucio. Yeah. What I, what I want to make very clear is that the package of Astro versus the package of Lee Jagon versus the package of Yvetal or Xerneas, uh, it's just not the same. You I know f- what the most just, I feel like if you give Astro the break, he is probably within five percent of skewed. Do, do you guys want to? Here's a, do you want to? Or maybe. you ready for a hot take? You ready for a nice scolding take? Hit me. Last maybe. year, last year, I think Yvalto's brig was better than both of those players. I'm not. Margin. 
I'm not mad at that. Everyone's like, everyone's like, that's supported too. Like, skewed brig. I'm like, bro, your Velto brig's better. I'm sorry, it is. Your Velto brig was the only brig that I that I seriously believe threatened Lip Sombra the correct way that Lip needed to be threatened to actually put pressure on him. Mm-hmm. You can miss me with skewed ever doing that. Your Velto did that I, shit though. Skewed, I think, I think in most people's minds, in the general audience minds, skewed comes up more. I, I would imagine skewed comes up more if you ask them who is like the top main support. Like who are the, name me some top main supports. I feel it's like funny because he's not even a main support. That's the funny part. Exactly, exactly. I feel like that name pops up before Xerneas does, and I think that I mean, that's, that's like wrong. A tragedy. Yeah. I mean, that's Flick wrong. support yeah. pops up before Xerneas does. Yeah, I know. This is funny, and I think it's a tragedy. Yeah, I could be. I could I be wrong. Kind of, it's something yeah. that maybe. And chat, be honest. Comment section. You need to be honest with me. If that does it, if if you do believe that, it's okay. Just know that, like now, granted, Xerneas is nuts. I don't know that I opinion. would have that same take this year because Xerneas has only played a little bit. So I'm still, That's very fair. I'm still waiting it out. I'm not saying he's better yeah. than Skewed this year, but I do think he was better than Skewed last year. Mm. Here's my problem with the Evelto as a player. My my biggest issue with him is that he could have been starting on the Hunters this year. He could have been retained on the Hunters, and they would have let Nisha go instead had he not fucked around. And like gotten lazy and had all those had that internal issue with hunters last year. I guarantee you that was the reason he got dropped. Yeah. Right? The whole monk farway thing. I think that, you know, whatever, monk started more for hunters last year than Farway did. Understandable. I'd probably take monk as well. But the ideal position for hunters to be in would be to retain Yavaltful and Monk. Yep. And then, you know, offload Nisha and Farway. But they keep Nisha because Yavaltful caused issues for the team last year. My problem with Yvalto is that I think he's a better player than Nisha, but because of that problem, he's now on the other team, and we're going to get to the part where I talk about the fact that Charge are better than Hunters at the moment. We will get there. Um, but this guy probably needed the kick up the butt. He needed the, he needed to have the fire lit up, up, lit up under his ass to go to contenders, to have his career threatened, for him to then be motivated enough to come back and start fragging again. He comes back, he starts fragging, he looks better than Nisha, and he's, he's looking like one of the best main supports we have in the Eastern region. Now, I hate that because he's the kind of guy that, like, he's the kind of guy that you kick from your team because he's fucking around, he has a bad attitude, but you'll know he's a good player, but then he gets pissed off and he gets motivated after you kick him, and now he's good again. And if I'm on Hunt 2, I'm just like, motherfucker, why couldn't you have just done that and been motivated on my team? Fuck you. That's such, a, that's such an annoying position to be in. Because if you don't kick him, he's still he's still an asshole on your team. You have to deal with this guy, and you wish you had Nisha. But if you do kick him, now he's good again. What a dickhead! <laughs> but you know, credit to him for being good. But I'm just saying, like from a hunter's POV, it is frustrating. So, it yeah. is so it is so bullshit from a hunter's POV to have this guy that now suddenly good again. When like if he just didn't if he just didn't have a bad attitude, he could have just been good on your team. Yeah. And, it's, and hunters didn't do anything wrong, oh. to my knowledge. It was just Yavaltal being a little shithead who needed to have his head pulled in, and now that he got his head pulled in because he got kicked, he's suddenly good again. And it's like, fuck you. He is, he is a he is an un, unpopular truth. You ready for an unpopular truth for which I will possibly be beheaded? Some do at least one of those some, podcasts. So go on. Some <laughs> players are good enough to be assholes. It's worth them being assholes because their skills oh, make have, it oh, so okay. that it's okay to pull up, put up with it. You're, you're right, but I feel like 
much in the same way you shouldn't say things to students, I hate that GMs hear this and they go, ah, you're right. I should keep my all-star player around, even though he's an absolute brat. The problem is, Yuvalto No, there, are, there is Yuvalto, a very short list of people who fit Yuvalto, that film. Yuvalto was not only a brat, but he was also shit while being a brat. He's yeah, the kind of guy yeah, he that while he is a brat, his performance tanks. I would be more okay with it if he was like a god while being a brat. At that point, you can put up with this. Like, at least we're winning. Fuck it, you know. Yeah. Like the whole striker thing is like, at least strike is fragging. He's an asshole, but at least yeah. he's fragging. Yavalta was like literally he was sandbagging the whole team. Yeah, that's the bad part. You know, you can't even like apply the same argument. No, no, for sure. Like, for sure. There's there's different levels of assholery. But my point is like, you need to be like f for sure. You need to be an elite player in the Overwatch League, right? Like it, it's. It's not enough to be Sam. You need to be proper, right? Yes. It's, it's not enough. And how many people are proper, Iska? Okay. You, you named a couple of players there, so I put them on the list of assholes. <laughs> I understand. I understand. It's put not enough, you know. To, I get it. Yeah, like, I read between the lines. You you can afford some character flaws, or you can also demand some leverage in you know roster negotiations and who you want on your team if you're good enough. That's your, mm -hmm. that's the privilege that you have as a top player is that you can throw your weight around and hopefully you don't use your brownie points on allowing yourself to be an asshole, but instead use them and shop for better teammates that way. But yeah. Oh, well. Oh, well. <laughs> uh, so... Charge with all their hunters cutoffs end up being the hunters beating the hunters. The charge hunters games was basically a it's basically a, a hunter's internal scrim. Yeah. And charge one. But you know, I'm proud of them. I'm proud of charge for making the turnaround. Also, you know what? I'm I'm proud of the fact that everyone wanted to hang the the charge coaches out to dry. Mm. And uh yeah, fuck you, they won. The coaches won. So you know what? Once again, the community has no idea what coaching is and how coaching works. It's another W nice. for the coaches. Uh, Rare coach W. Again, coach win equals good. Coach lose equals bad. If you truly thought the coaches were bad, you'd still be after the next right now, despite them winning. Mm -hmm. But you don't. You only care. You only care when coach lose bad. So screw you. Soul Dynasty. Coach bad. No. Um. Five one. Look, not a bad record. Bit of a close call versus Philly. Loss versus Shanghai. Do you get a bit of a... Actually, have we talked about Fusion yet? Oh, fuck it. We'll just start on Soul. We'll get to Fusion next. Or maybe we won't. Maybe we'll just skip Fusion and make them mad. That works for me. Um, Soul Dynasty. They kind of give you the same feeling as mid-season, almost. Like, the last week is again a bit shaky. It's like, ooh. You know, last last stage, last... The final week was like, they lose the Fusion. And it's a bit of an omen. It's like, oh, okay, Soul, you know. Not as invincible as we thought. Granted, Fusion had it a crazy good game. Soul Dynasty this time around, they dropped maps to Fusion, and then how many maps did they drop again? It was a lot, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a five map. Holy shit! Yeah, they went to five maps, and Fusion had a two-one lead. Um, are we concerned about Soul? You know, they lost to Shanghai. They, they went map five Fusion. Is this like Soul dwindling a little bit? Hmm. Mm. I would have liked this. I mean, it's a 3-0. It definitely wasn't a 3-0 that looks like a 3-0. You know, it was much closer. I still would yeah. have liked to, for this to be a map 5 though. 
I think that's usually where the quality is. Um, I mean, this is also a meta where man. everyone sort of looks mortal a little bit. Other than like, yeah, I don't know. You're you're allowed one. Like, I'm not sure. I think these teams are probably 65, 35 at the moment for me with yeah. Shanghai having a maybe 60, 40 even. Um, so if they rematch, I think there's a chance that Seoul takes it back. Definitely. Against, against Fusion? Or against Sh uh, Fusion Shanghai. or Shanghai? Shanghai. Shanghai. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I feel like you're when you're tested against another, like, top team it's it's unfortunate because there are some like narrative implications there it's unfortunate that you don't have like the perfect stage but if you are gonna lose it's gonna be to that team right um so i definitely agree with yeska that like you you play that match out i think a hundred or so times i think it goes pretty differently um i don't expect either shanghai or seoul um but obviously primarily sold because that's the team we're talking about uh, to really be dropping games to like a charge or a Philly. I, I feel like again, uh, APAC kind of feels like a lock for like who we should expect to be the final two teams, whether or not we get those two teams. Um, we'll have to see who shows up on the day, but uh, as it stands right now, the form that we've seen with the, with the you know, the, the six or so games, I feel like it's six games um, that, that we've played throughout this qualifying stage. Six, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Shanghai and Seoul feel like the top two teams. It's pretty clear, cut in stone. Third maybe is up for a debate, but um, it feels like this is a this is a final waiting to happen again. Yeah, I wouldn't even know who else. To what? To us what? Who else has it in them to make it to APEC finals? If not Seoul and. Oh yeah, they're a lock. I uh, sorry, charge and fusion. I, I think Soul Dragons is a lock for the finals. It has to be. They're too far ahead. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna talk about Dragons last. So let's just do fusion now. Really rough stage, but then they bounce back. You know, they they actually make it with a two and four scoreline. No. Yep. And meanwhile, there's three teams in NA sitting at two and four, looking very envious over towards fusion. Like, what the fuck? Uh. And yeah, Fusion have a two and four tiebreaker versus Hunters, of which Fusion they get good maps versus Soul. I think that's a big deal, by the way, getting good maps versus Soul. And then versus Hangzhou, they specifically needed a scoreline of either three zero or three one, and they got the three one. So it feels like a fairy tale. It feels like a bit of a Cinderella story here going on. You know, they barely make it in by the finest of margins, but then they do, and Hunters lose again. Except this time, you know, I think, la well, actually, I'll say it twice. You know, last time I felt like Hunters got slightly robbed out of midseason. Now I feel like F Fusion 100% deserve it. Like, Hunters actually screwed themselves so hard here. All they needed to do was not lose to either Guangzhou or Valiant. Like, just beat one of them. And they, they lost against both. Right, so it's fully Chengdu's fault. Yeah. Can't blame points. Can't blame, you know, kickoff clash tournament points. Nothing. It was just 100% Hunters' fault this time. And they deserve to lose... And Fusion deserve to go because the Fusion also look like the better team by far. So, what a run. For sure. And honestly, I mean, I, in this meta, you just got to play MN3. I know you have like internal discussions, probably like about what 
kind of hero sojourners and like you think some aspects of her suit Kape more, some aff Nah. It's M and three. It's M and three, right? Yeah, that 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 splash potential I feel like is just too much. Like the ex the, the explosivity of somebody that like MN3 versus somebody like Carpe is just something I don't feel like, like you can lose. I understand that there is a there is a prevailing narrative that like Carpe should just play all the time. And I I'm not I have to at least announce my own bias that I have not like been fine tooth combing a lot of APAC VODs, but it, it's hard for me to look at, you know, midseason madness and what MN3 has showed me on like a number of heroes that are at least viable in some ways would be at the Ash, be at the Sojourn. Um, and and I, I don't think you could just sideline that. It's that's that's a that's a tough call to make it like Carpe has to be like head and shoulders, like much more consistent in practice for me to go. Uh, yeah, you know, you know, that player that can just like win the game for me. We got to bench him. It's that's a that's a tough one to make. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I I don't claim to know. I think it's inherently just in the structure of this team that they are whatever meta you give them, they're probably going to be decent on average, but only because the average is like we we're world beaters one day and then not the other. And that's very unfortunate. I think like a lot of rookies struggle with this because of the Sparker quote. <laughs> and um, I mean, I don't know how you fix that other than just giving them experience. You know, it's just what's got to happen in this situation. Um, I think also once again, what does MN3 do, actually, for this team is it implicitly takes pressure off the backline because he kills shit quicker, right? Like, I, th I feel like inherently the actual issue still is to be found in the backline for this team, where they have survivability issues against top teams. Like if, and it's understandable because if a lip is sitting in your face, you have a problem, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, or if like a, a Fitz or a Stalker is sitting in your face, right? So, uh, you you gotta you gotta make do with what you have, and I mean, this is I, I, ideally you would find a pattern as to see okay. Carpe is your player that's always going to deliver. He's like your high tide player, right? But he's not he's not gonna make waves. Ideally, you can time when MN3 is on and then you play him. But maybe that's not possible. So anyway, Carpe. That's all <laughs> I have to say. Let's move on to the Shanghai Dragons, unless you guys already started talking about the Shanghai Dragons. Nope. No, no, no. Carpe. Um, what can I say? If it wasn't for Fusion taking that one map of Shanghai, there would have been 18-0. We all talked about Seoul doing 18-0. It was actually Shanghai. How on earth is Shanghai 3-0 versus Seoul? That's crazy. That's a wild result. And it's even a pretty close game as well. Despite it being a 3-0, 
you look at the score lines, you look at the performance, it was a pretty close game that Gibraltar went like really far in the distance as well. And Shanghai just proved how clutch they are, you know. The final lip widow clip on Gibraltar that sends them across the line. I mean, it's just one of those classic lip moments, one of classic Shanghai moments where they refuse to lose and they will win no matter what. Um Li Jung Tower clip as well, like Iziaki running away on the brig, then clutching 3v5. Like, what what an incredible play. You know? Shang, you don't see teams clutching 3v5 in this meta. You don't. When you're down one player, you're probably favored to lose. When you're down two players, you're almost guaranteed to lose. There's no way you win a 3v5, and yet they won a 3v5. I can't believe that. The Dragons are just doing some amazing, immaculate shit here. Like, I, it's, it blows my mind how good they are. That's what makes them, like, frustrating, I feel like, isn't the right word, but, like, the English language is failing me. Um, well, let's say it in Chinese, then. I, you know, I wish I could. Um, it, it's, it's reminiscent of the past, right? You can see the championship form is still in there, but, like, then I remember the midseason madness. I'm like, bruh, like, talk about deflated. Talk about just not up to the expectations I feel like we put on this team. And maybe I feel like maybe that's it. Now that I'm kind of talking through it is like the expectations just seem to like bounce up and down so drastically sometimes where it's like, okay, they start the meta week and then they actually look so good. And then they go to the tournament and then they kind of look bad and then they come back and they look so good again. It's like, <sighs> I want to comfortably put this team at number one in APAC, but I don't know that you can right now. What do you mean? They just beat everybody. They're at 18 and one. Right. What Again, let me, let me let me be very clear. Is it do you feel like it's comfortable? Or do you oh, feel like yes. just like nipping at their heels? OK, that's fine. Oh, it's comfortable as fuck. Look at the score lines. I mean, they did kicking my feet up, kicking my feet up 18 you, and one. Are you are you not at all like worried that like they rock up to this tournament and it's just more of the same where like they just don't perform ah. or is this just like different secretly? Yes, but no, on the outside. No, <laughs> not at all. Nope. Not at all. That's fair. That's fair. like, no, because here's the thing. You want to know a big mm -hmm. difference between this tournament and last tournament mm -hmm. contenders. Oh baby contenders. Okay. I see. I think I see where you're going. Yeah. Here's, here's something people need to remember. Mid-season madness and kickoff clash, no contenders. Contenders teams do not have access to the game. Mm. Uh, and in the case of mid-season madness, if they, despite having access to the game, they're on a different patch. Contenders right. already started playing Jungle Queen. Mid-season was still on the non-Jungle Queen patch. So they can't scrim with each other at all. Now, finally, because here's one of the biggest weaknesses of APAC so far this year, and probably part of the reason why they were more disappointing, especially in mid-season madness, in terms of practice quality, they just have way less practice quality. They have fuck all right. teams to scrim against and play against and practice against. And the quality of those teams starts to dip as well because, you know, Charge have been really shit for two stages. Valiant are, are a mixed bag. I mean, they're a mixed bag of the greatest, the best of times. Hunters, a bit of a mixed bag as well. You know, they, 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 they gravitate from good to bad and they bounce back like one of those pendulum swings all the time. You know, hard to tell where Hunters are at. Fusion, they're, you know what, I'm, you know, they can be a mixed bag too. You know what, so a Spark. You know what, so a Hunter. You know what, five or seven teams here in, in APAC, they're all mixed bags. Everybody's a mixed bag. Mm. Like a jelly bag, you don't know what you're going to get. 
You don't know what you're going to get. And, and, I, and for what it's worth, no, I don't eat the licorice-flavored jelly beans, the dark ones. They, they don't taste good. Um, which team is the, the licorice jelly bean? You tell me. I'm not going to say it. Depends on the so, day. It depends on the day. <laughs> so when you finally get access to O2 Blast and Talon yes. and T1 and whoever the hell's good in China right now, like it's a, that's a game changer. That is a fucking game changer. Because you have no idea. Like part of the reason why APEC was good last year was because the quality um, of scrims in Asia, when you get to play against proper on O2 Blast, is insane. Like that scrim quality is unreal. Yeah. So yeah. Do you expect this to manifest in such a way that we can return to where we were last year by finals this year? So what I'm saying is like with contenders finally online with overwatch two, like right on the horizon, like, like you said, like we're 20 some odd days out, depending on when you listen to this. Um, is there a world where APAC gets back online? They have all oh, the yeah. strongest practice and like, they're like the, maybe the, the odds well, on favorite e to win. Even again. from ranked, even from ranked, like forget about scrims sure. now. Yeah. Everyone gets to play ranked soon. And then in 20 odd days, less than 30 days from now. Right. But beyond that, Ranked quality in Korea is just so insane. And once everyone gets to play ranked, like, can you imagine the practice quality you'll finally have? Here's, here's something that's very evident about players on Shanghai. Guys like Lip, I'll use him as an example. He is one of those grinders. Right? There, there are people that are just naturally talented at the game where they can scrim fuck all and they're insane. I, I don't know who that is because I don't want to just assume things. And I don't want to, like, downplay someone's commitment to the game when probably they also practice a lot so i'm just not going to say anybody but then there are players that i know they're good because they grind the fuck out of the game and they play a lot of the game and they just practice and that's guys like lip so when lip doesn't have access to the game and he can't scrim and he can't well he can scrim but he can't do it he can't scrim in, as much as he wants to or he can't like pug or play any sort of games as much as he wants to he, he doesn't look good. How long did it take Lip to pick up the Sojourn this year? A very long time. It took him ages to get the Sojourn under lock. And now he finally looks good on the Sojourn. He started looking good last stage, but not quite good enough. Now he looks legit. Now he looks legitimate on the Sojourn. It's actually night and day. Um, And so much of it just comes down to practice quality, amount of practice you have, and quantity of hours put into the game. And, you know, he just needed more time than other players. Uh, well, he, he's one of the players that needs to grind the game. So when you have ranked available, when you have contender scrimming again, all these things contribute to helping the grinders get back on the grind and helping increase the quality of games because it's not just the quantity, it's the quality of games as well, which is suddenly increases a lot in APAC. So while I'm not going to use this opportunity to say that APAC will lock it in, they'll just win, as much as I want to stir, stir the emotions of the NA fans, which I love doing, um, and they take the bait every time. Trust me, they, they get that shit hook, line, and sinker every time. Um, yeah, it's like, you know, the, the practice quality of APAC is about to shoot way up compared to where they were. Whereas I don't know if that's entirely true for NA, given that they've already had better practice quality yeah. to start with. But like, I don't think it's a hot take to say Korean ranked is far superior to NA ranked. I think even uh -huh. the NA players will tell you that. NA players who have tried Korean ranked, especially on low ping, can tell you that Korean ranked is better. It just is. So, yeah, the practice quality about from Asia is about to shoot right up. Definitely makes me excited for finals even more, right? Like we're <laughs> not to not to point any rumors, but you know, I, I think it's not crazy to see maybe some some influx of sponsors returning. 
and then to think about you know APAC oh, leak leak really not no leaks i know nothing but you know if i put two and two together i think a game comes out i think popularity rises i think you know talk about trends um i feel like this becomes trending and maybe people want to you know put some money into something that's trending i don't know it's kind of crazy mm. um and then you have like APAC coming online. You have the defending champions like maybe can actually defend their title. Possibly, you know, it's I think we're shaping up for a really, really interesting uh, final stretch to the season. Um, yep, and agreed. yes, I understand that Junker Queen has not been the best meta. Um, I think we're only really getting better from here. And I think it's like to the moon. It's really exciting. Oh, moon, Shanghai Dragons moon. Moon, moon, what? Leak? I don't know. <laughs> oh man yeah want to get our pred 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 predictions in predications yes uh, yes thoughts and dragons um i mean i'm kind of happy that they're back to their old shit i think that statement by Moon still like one of the more badass things said in Overwatch League history, I think. You what know, was statement? The statement like where you basically said like they were like s s too oversatiated and they're like a bad team now and they got to shape up again. And it seems to have worked, right? Sure. Um. I think they kind of needed that kick up the the ass. At the same time, once again, it's a it's a meta tide. So, not sure if that really, you know, can be both that they got better as a team, but also better in the meta. Mm. But yeah, like it's it's super unfortunate because I think legitimately, I tweeted this before, but. Dallas against Shanghai would have been a banger this time around. I, I think there's no way where the, these two regions meet this time around and it becomes so underwhelming in, in terms of the outcome. Uh, good. Predies? Yep. Predies. Okay. I think we're Predies. Time to pred. I'm ready. I'm ready. So, bring out the bracket. Bring him up. Bring it up. Bring it up. We're having technical difficulties with Eric. Connection hiccup. I mean, we can just start. Yeah, we, we can just start talking about the game. Wait, which bracket do we want to Number start? One. Which which region? True. It's something we have to consider this time around. Um, we just started. We just finished talking about Apex, so I might as well start there. Right. I feel like it's much more cut and dry as well. Let me bring up the bracket myself. As so, we... Charge, you're going to win the title? Let's go. <laughs> as much as what I've the, been a um, Charge simp this, this stage, yeah, uh, I don't know. What was, the, uh, what was the 2020 title they took? Summer, Summer. Showdown? There it is. It's written in the written in the stars. The prophecy is, you know, so all there. I mean, I've been trying to tell y'all this shit's cursed. We have a we have a summer curse in Overwatch. You know, Brood War had the curse of the fall. Summer, the summer curse is real. 
we get some weird we get some weird results and then they immediately tank when it comes to the playoff patch history it, it's a little it's a little flimsy but i feel like it's not super out of the like realm of like there's just something within like how blizzard patches the game that like some team in the summer just always like kind of pops up when you don't really expect them to for whatever reason right? it, maybe when we start it could be a number of things that sounds like a blessing that sounds like a blessing to me yeah yeah for sure definitely is is you know could could reframe it as blessing maybe i should i don't know but yeah it's it's hard to say that maybe charge has a deep run it's they have to win like a game to like really get, i mean a, a deep run is one game yeah that's a deep that's run. kind of that's how i have it working <laughs> out as well but i don't know we'll get to it all right all right Here we go. Okay. Shang, by the way, Shanghai picked Guangzhou. Actually, this, I don't know if that's worth talking about real quick, but like Philly are the fourth seed. They're two and four, but Shanghai would rather play Guangzhou. That says a lot. That's weird. I feel like there's, I feel like there's a lot of, you know, subtext there. Yeah. They would rather, you know, dodge yeah. the fusion despite fusion being the lower seed. There's such a, there's such a... Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde team. Like sometimes they just look really, really good. And sometimes they can't like tie their shoes together for their, you know, for their lives. So it's, I, I get it. I think I get it. I think charge is probably the more, you know, uh, known quantity, but yeah. See but saying. also like, I think for whatever reason, Fusion have just had a good year of games versus Shanghai. Like they keep yeah. kind of, they're like a bit of a bogey team for Shanghai. And they keep threatening Shanghai over and over and over. So I think if you're Shanghai, you're like, hopefully Seoul beat them, because Seoul have had a good record versus Philly. And then Charge can knock out Philly in the lower bracket. I think that would be Shanghai's hope, right? That's... You said Charge knocking out Philly in the lower bracket? If, Just to if, be clear? Well, I'm saying that's what Shanghai want. Sure, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. That uh, that would be ideal for Shanghai for sure. Like you said, like they their head to head is not clean. Um, if anything, they they have some lumps there. And yeah, I could see how you know getting them out early would be a blessing for them, and they just have to deal with Seoul, a team that they've you know handled in the past. They just recently handled. So it's, I get you, I get you. So, all right. Does Shanghai just beat Charge? Any hope for the Charge, or are we locked in for Shanghai? I'm locked uh, in for you, Shanghai. You gotta lock Shanghai. I, th I, yeah, I've simped for Charge a little bit. Maybe they're the third best team. Um, but yeah, I don't think you beat. I mean, sim Solar. Simping, simping for right. Charge is like simping for Vancouver. You're like, you know, you, you've had a good run, but yes, exactly. You, like, you you, let's to, be reasonable. You have to go up against the big dogs. You have to, yeah. you know, yeah. you, you kind of gotta... have to go for the big dogs here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we all three are. Does anyone want to give charge even argue one map for charge or maybe, but it doesn't matter. Nah. Yeah. It... Yeah. Nah. Damn. So down on the charge that Yiska says it doesn't even matter. Yeah. Alrighty. Next game. Fusion Dynasty. Now this one is an interesting game. Is it weird to think that maybe Fusion can do something real big here? 
possible? It's not poss- <laughs> impossible, but like you got to give it to Seoul. The question is, move how many, right? Yeah, I mean they just recently played three two, right? Week eighteen, they go three two. It, it's weirdly close. Let me just double check. I'm on the right Liquipedia page. I am. Um, I. I <sighs> Seoul ends up squeaking it out. Philly's not a bad team. It depends on who shows up on the day. We've seen Seoul also kind of just like show up and slump sometimes. I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility. I think maybe this is a little bit closer than you would expect. But, you know, gun to head, who do you pick to win? You kind of have to say Seoul, right? I I, mm-hmm. I agree with Avril, though. This is this is definitely one to like maybe not sleep on. Uh, definitely like banger potential. I, I, I feel like it's not a 3-0. Yeah. Does anyone sure. else feel that way? Yeah. No. But is it the three-two? Hard to say. It depends. If you want maximum heartbreak, you got to say it's three-two. Maximum heartbreak. Otherwise, do, it's three-one. Do we have bad patch and marry tw- prints yet? <laughs> is he the? I think like the the straw to break the tie. No, that's the thing where you do the opposite. I can already tell you. I can already tell you. If if Bad Patch Mario is printing, he would one hundred percent pred for Seoul, because right. Apparently, if he preds for Philly, they lose. But then, if he preds for Seoul, people think he's a hater. So he actually can't win. No, he did. He did pred fusion. Ooh. Well, in that case, I'm going to take back everything I said. Yeah, we're going three (laughs) zero. He also printed charge. Come on. He's... Let's go. BP is a truther. Okay. Charge Low truther. Low bracket. Uh, this is like playing go into down. your own meme and having yeah. the, <laughs> the, the fucking outcome like prove you even more wrong. Like if you're mm-hmm. now... If he's now wrong about his meme... That becomes a reverse curse, and I'm not able to catch up on the levels that we're on. So, his first round loser's bracket is Dragons vs. Dynasty, which is, yeah. Nah. Nah, nah. I think, intuitively, I go 3-1 Dynasty. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. So, charge fusion in the lower bracket? Yeah. Do we want to fly through like the the elim rounds, like whatever, and then come to a grand finals conclusion? I'm I'm just going three one charge. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, I think that's the charge is one win. Oh no, there's a there's a fusion believer. Oh no, is there? Avril, do we think they can do it? Wait. Oh, should I be a fusion believer? Am I crazy that like fusion have a way higher peak than charge? Now, I also like uh, to consider no, that in the crazy. winners bracket final that Bad Patrimary uh, predicted, the charge mm-hmm. win, which means the fusion will win, which means we are wrong. <sighs> Listen, T- Mr. T leaves. I don't. I'm not trying to reverse engineer the cosmos to figure out who wins. Just tell me who you think which which color team wins, the blue team or the orange team. I kind of think Fusion win. That's fair. I, I, I think don't think it's charge clear. Are a little overrated coming into all this. Okay. 
And I think Fusion's current peaks are just so much higher. Like, Fusion, so far, have showed up in two tournaments out of two. Sure. Okay, yeah. they didn't win, but that's not what showing up necessarily it means. means. Deep. It, means, it means that you can actually make a run, and I think Fusion yeah. have made a run twice. True. And I think they're also peaking at the right time. Like, Fusion just started peaking yep. right at the end. Um, and the Soul scoreline says a lot, like 2-3 versus Soul. And they reached 2-1 match point first. Like, come on, like that's, that's worth a lot. And that being said, I would also like to see Fusion go up 2-0 versus the charge and then get reverse Ooh. swept again. But the manner in which they get reverse swept is that on map 3, they decide to sub in Carpe, and then Carpe never gets subbed out, and then they get reverse swept. Is that the, is that's that the I, old that's what I want to see happen. That's what I want to see happen. But what I think Yikes. will happen is that Fusion will win. But I want Fusion to get reverse swept by charge by subbing in Carpe, just for the maximum amount of depression that it would cause. Mm. Alright. So yes, Fusion winning is what I'm saying. Fair. You guys, yeah. you guys are saying charge win, right? So... Yeah, I don't hate Fusion winning. I, I think that the, this match is a little bit of a coin flip. It depends. It really feels like it. this is Phil, Philly's game to lose, right? Like, And I guess in that way, it, it's also their game to win. But like, hopefully, like what I'm, what I'm pointing at is a little bit more clear. It, this game is very winnable for them. But if they just don't show up at like on form, on the same page, just like dotting their eyes crossing their t's i feel like the charge are a little bit like more consistent they definitely don't have those same peaks like avril mentioned um but fusion fusion feels too too risky to bet on for me at least mm -hmm. too risky feels a little risky is charge not a risk i don't know it's good tiebreak us tiebreak us Fuck. Nah, I'm, I'm going charge. Alright. Fusion fans will remember this. Yeah. As the, well, the top. Rostin, I'm sure. True, yeah. <laughs> I fucking hate my DMs. Uh, Sigh. Well, at late least by the time this comes out, most of the general managers will probably be deep knee deep in preparation and they won't maybe be might be missing this. Just gloss over it, right? <sighs> Nothing to see here, folks. Just keep on prepping. Meanwhile, in the upper bracket, we have the match again. We have the rematch once more. Reganos versus Dynasty. So, oh fuck, you know what? I'm ride or die dragons this tournament. Right. Same. I'm ride or die dragons this tournament. Yeah, same. And I don't think it's going to be n very nice. It's not going to be all, all that close, at least in my book. I feel like dragons, like, say what you will about midseason. Say what you will about, you know, the start of the season. The dragons in the way that they look right now, I think it is. I think I'm coming around to the idea that like they are just like head and shoulders above Soul. Like when you when you do three O them and you do it in the fashion that they did, and then Soul does play Philly close. They beat them, but they play them close. Like that's not a sign of like good tidings, right? That's not like a good sign of confidence. Um so yeah, I think this is like I'll give Soul a game just because like 
I, I do expect them to like be that like second best team or like at least like keep it close. But I feel like this is just a dragon's runaway. Like they're they're off to the races. Like this is a this is another title, another star. Yeah. I agree. I, I I'm crazy. I even think it might be a three oh. I'm that crazy. Oh well you just go, you crazy. <sighs> I mean they just you you ready, to, you're ready so. to cop a you ready to cop a DM from Arnold? What's going on? <laughs> That's my job. I mean, I, I, the, if he tries that on me, I'm just going. You just lost three zero. Mm. What do you expect me to do? I've I've literally right. like empirical evidence of this happening before, like five days before. Nah, three zero is mm-hmm. sounds good. Now what he's gonna do? He's gonna wait, and if Soul upset Dragons here, he's gonna DM you. I mean, that is the ultimate. You know? <laughs> like, sit on it and wait, and then when it happens, you can talk yeah, a lot yeah, of shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I, I definitely, like, hold this vibe until the finals, because I feel I like my finals are a kind of sleeper. So I don't hate giving Dynasty a map here. I just think, man. Bruh. I feel like the Should more interesting game. Okay, I'm feeling generous. I mean, Should we do three one? I'm not hurting. I think don't it's worry. fair. I, I don't care either way. To be personally, I think as long as Shanghai wins, like it really doesn't matter. Most of the time, Hi, it doesn't moon. matter. I, like, okay, what moon. Fun. All right, go down. Is this not like the final? Is this not like the the game that's going to be a little bit more interesting? Yeah, Charge Dynasty is the final for me. So, yeah, final for second place. Yeah, <laughs> actually, kind of true. Like, even if it's Philly, like if you have Philly advancing from the lower bracket, Philly Soul, we've already seen what that looks like. It goes the distance. Yes, Soul maybe takes it, but again, it depends on what Philly shows up. Now that we've got charge there. Can charge keep them close? Because we've seen this match. Granted, it was earlier on in this meta, so maybe, maybe you give some extra points to charge because they've like kind of. It feels like maybe they've grown into the meta a little bit, or maybe have leveled up. Um, but is there a world where maybe this is just boring as hell and Soul just kind of like Molly Wops and three O again? I mean, maybe. So you know, here's my position here. I you already mm-hmm. know that I think Charge is a bit overrated, sure. In this tournament, so I'm. Uh, you're gonna ask me. I'm going Soul three O here. Oh, three O okay. is high, but I'll. I'm three O is likely. Are you saying high and likely, or high as in like you're but here's on the thing the is I know I know you guys believe in Charge a lot more, so you know you. Yeah, I mean, I I definitely Please, uh, think Soul <laughs> wins this, but three zero is. It's either three or I want to say almost three two, but I'm saying three one. Okay, is there a world that charge win? You guys, no. see, are you guys back? In Soul has to. Soul has to blunder so nasty. So and I Soul mean, like, are definitely winning then. Yeah, I I feel like okay. yes, one hundred percent they win. Yeah, it's, that's man, a man, dragon soul rematch. Yeah. Dragon okay. soul rematch four zero. We're all going home early. Yes. Do we all have this 4-0? Because I know I do. Wait, did we lock in the... Oh, so we go to the finals now? Yeah. I have this one 4-1. Okay, base. I feel the 4-1. I still... I feel the 4-1. Because I think... 
I think Sol can get a map here. Okay. But I I wouldn't even hate 4-2, but we're not getting a 4-3. This does oh, not go to 7. Definitely not. Nope. This does not go to 4-7. No. And it's, and it's sad that that's not the case, but I guess maybe in some people's minds, the quicker we get out of here, the, the, the better it is. Get off Junker Queen as fast as possible. Uh -huh. um, and then, yes. yeah, I think... I think in that way, dragons might be uh, any percenting this whole dynasty here. I, wow. I give them, I give them maybe an early match, but when you have to actually face the team that just beat you in the rematch, I feel like they're kind of prepped for you. They have your number. Like what really? That's what sucks about this meta. And I, I still stand by. I find it enjoyable for the most part. But what sucks about it in this kind of circumstance is that there's really nothing for you to change. There's nothing to adapt. Like. Yeah, sure, you can allocate your resources like a little bit differently, but like there's nothing big picture to change where it's like dragons just have you beat and there's really not much you can do about it, but just like hope your timings are a little bit crisper. Hope that like you're moving together as a team. It's really just flowery bullshit that like you just have to make sure it's you know, all the screws are tightened, all the nuts are, you know, screwed on. And I, I don't know that you can do enough to like reach the dragons right now. I do seem a little too far beyond reach, so yeah. Yeah. Is it we happy with what what score do you guys want? I'm saying four one. I'm what down for four one. I, I think it's clear that dragons win. Um four oh four one. I feel like similar vibe, so I'm cool with the four one. I think that's fair. Not don't want to poo poo on soul. Yo, I don't hate it. They're a good team for sure. Four one it is. They're good for one. Four one it is. I feel like everyone's about to have the same bracket. Actually, that's incorrect because we already have a different break. Because I already said that Fusion was winning the lower. Yeah, <laughs> sure. But it all returns you know, to Rome. Oh, dude, do you want another hot take? Fusion, because in my break, Fusion beat Soul. Sorry, Fusion. Oh, did I just have a spoiler? Fusion beat Charge, but then what if Fusion beat Soul as well? Because <sighs> here's mean, the thing. Because here's the thing, possible. guys. Basically, what I'm trying to do in my break is I'm trying to put Fusion in second place. Again, that's what I'm trying to do in my bracket. Umpteenth time. So, the way they do that is they they go lower bracket early, and then they beat both yeah. Charge and Soul Dynasty. They get to the final and get four-owed by the Dragons. That's how they get second again. I mean, anything's possible with Philly. Like, if if they rock up into Soul, they beat they beat up on Charge, right? They beat up on Charge in the upper bracket, or or maybe they lose. However, it needs to happen where they have to face Soul. And MN3 comes out and he's and he goes gangbusters and this kid just fucking pounds and Soul really doesn't have much agency in that, right? Like there is a world where Philly is successful. They've played this team close before. So I do think it's like within the realm of possibility, but is that something I'm like willing to like bet on? I, I can't say that I do. I can't say that I'm confident in placing that bet there. I do think it is a possibility. I think it's I don't think it's that crazy to be completely honest with you. I don't mm -hmm. think it's crazy that Philly beats Soul. Not that wild. Alrighty. Well, I think we're happy. I'm pretty happy with this break in either yeah. way. So let's uh, go to yeah. NA. I'm sure this will take less than one hour. Um, <laughs> we can speed run. I heard that somewhere else before. So, NA. God. Here we go. Justice right, fuel. fuel. 3 0 fuel. 3 0 fuel. Yes. Yep. That sucks because I like the justice here. But, anyways. Oh, oh, you don't no. have to do lie on this podcast. No, I don't. Oh. I genuinely do like the justice. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. 
Uh, yeah, okay. London, London, Toronto in the rematch. Is anything different? I say it's not. I give it a three one. It it should be different London. because to who to who playing in the in the, the home crowds. But I also think he Messi's bullshit, and uh, <laughs> so is Chobapé. Dude, Chobapé. don't ask. Oh my god, S- Pogba. Oh, I'm. I don't. Yeah, that that goes beyond my reach of European football understanding. Basically, so it's Toronto defined fans have been making like really bad portmanteaus out of world class football players and their players, and therefore out of Hisu and Messi, they meant he Messi, he Messi, and then out of <laughs> Hodba and Pogba, Wait. they made Pogba. <laughs> yeah, it's it's terrible. It's, what the fuck is? I I I trolled back I, and I, said, Peter Crochisu. I'm I'm kind of quite. A, I am I yeah, am the, the I'm the cat in the overalls and the meme looking over the over yeah. the over the the hill of snow. I'm like, the fuck are they doing over there? Yeah, that's what I'm doing right now. I'm like, what what a what are Toronto fans doing over Toronto, there? Toronto. Shout out! Is, uh, is, is the cold gone to their brains? Are they just, are they freezing? Is there, are they are they a brain freeze? What's going on? Is Toronto that cold? It is. Uh, it is. Frontal creative. lobes aren't working it, it seems like they always have like new ones as well. Like he messy is like their their poster child. I feel Come like on. from from that like circle of fans. But yeah, I I, I mean I they they are arguing that Moby Dick threw on purpose. In order to get drats out of here, <laughs> they're 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 cooked. That's based though. Just... You know what? Actually, that's based because I I, <laughs> I I did throw that out there. I did say that Moby Dick mm-hmm. was going to throw, but I didn't think he was going to throw the whole game. I said he was going to throw like one or two maps, not the whole series. Right. This just goes way beyond what I thought. They say he is so high IQ, he didn't want to get caught. So, like, he threw all the oh, way. Oh, yeah, you got to lose. That's right. You got so to lose the full to the series to not get caught. That has yeah, yeah. a third of your budget. Yeah, yeah, because that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> oh well, you don't get caught if you lose to this team. Uh, if you if you try too hard to get a three and two, you might get caught. <laughs> so yeah, I respect it. I yeah, respect you just that. Need to get blown out three one. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I I I see and I hear and I think it's valid about like the home <laughs> I see you, buff. I but... hear you. <laughs> I, I just don't know that London is just going to be like that much worse. Maybe they are. Maybe the crowd gets to them. Like you said, you know, um, Sparker did have those comments in your interview that like, you know, there's not a ton of like adversity they've had. They've never really had to overcome a lot. But I also feel like this team's really hungry and they want to prove people wrong. And yeah. they, they like hear a lot of the budget talk and they're like, you know what? We're better than that. And I respect the coaching staff a hell of a lot for and, and the management. Um, Because I'm not trying to get a DM Um, for what they've done with this roster. And I think like this is like one of the capstone victories on land, offline, where everything, you know, fucking matters in esports. I I feel like Spitfire beat Defiant. For sure. But I think Defiant with a crowd buff win. Fair. Yes, get break the tie. Shit. This is hard. (laughs) This is really hard. Unfortunately, I think I have to say Toronto for this mere reason that I'm skeptical of Spitfire Spaghetti Drop, and it doesn't help that they're playing the home crowd. Basically, yes, because mm. like, do I want to copy DM from Nuki or Adam? I yeah, never remember. Yeah, yeah. Actually, Adam doesn't respond to my emails or my DMs anyway. So fuck <laughs> it. <laughs> Hashtag request for comment. 
no, no. I'm working with a defined. Hopefully, getting some interviews this weekend. And oh, that's good. That's good. Are you are you gonna get he messy? Are you gonna get his comments? Hopefully. <laughs> are you gonna ask him about he messy? How he feels about it? Uh, am I going to um, drown myself in the bathtub? No. It's <laughs> <laughs> <Jeez>, okay. <laughs> Well, we went Got somewhere. A dark. We went somewhere. Yeah. All right. Well, Titans you already shot. asked a very dark question to myself and myself. Sure. Uh, is this an interesting game, Titan Shock? I feel like this is not close, and it's not fun. We just this is like a sleeper game. No, like three zero shock, easy peasy. We move on. Uh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. We yeah. do. Yes, guy. Any rebuttals? Yes, nope. All right. We nope. got Mayhem Outlaws. Nope. You know what? Since we're doing three O's, should we just keep it going or no? I feel like Mayhem gets one. I think hey. he, I think this is a cleanly game okay, most so hang of on, the way hang on. through. I have, to, I have to introduce a rule here. My rule: I'm okay. going to have a ruling for this specific pred. Majed doesn't play. Who doesn't play? Majed. <sighs> Majed doesn't yeah. play. I would have. Okay. I, That's my ruling. Me, me personally, I respect the ruling, and I will pride on the ruling. But I do think that like they're just going to let him play from home. That said, if it is Majed doesn't play, it's probably a three. We have to speculate one way or the other. We either agree yeah, that yes, Majid exactly. plays or we agree that yeah. he doesn't play. I'm good. I'll, I'll agree to that. He you know, this, Jeska, get your German translator. I don't want you misinterpreting the rules this time as well. <laughs> yep. I'm sorry. The, but the rule is, is Majed doesn't play. This yeah, is 3 0. 3 0 after we replay at least two maps because of boosts. Cheating. Yeah. Because Mayhem tried to cheat. True. Fucking cheaters. Uh, never forgive them. Never forget, never forgive. It's my role. So uh, lower <laughs> lower bracket. I I think we have Justice Toronto or no, we have Justice London would be the matchup, correct? Let's go down and have a look. Are we doing wait, are we doing that game or are we doing yes. the field one? Are we doing this one? Yeah. We'll just go in like verticality order. I Do you guys remember how I said that Justice despite making the tournament, they're just not gonna make a run? This is what I'm talking about. This is why yeah. I think they don't make a run. This is where I'm like, they just go out in two. Yeah. You know, just just end the pain. They go out into fuck it. No matter no matter how you shake up the bracket, it the justice end up first like playing against like a really difficult opponent. Um and I I mean that's kind of the breaks when it comes to, you know, offline lane events like this. I do think that no matter who gets there, I think that we're gonna see like justice in like top form. And I think that they're gonna they're gonna take some games no matter who they play. Um, I I think they can take London close, but yeah, I would say London probably still beats them. And Justice go out in two sadly. Yeah. What are we giving? Are we giving some maps? A map? I uh, I would. Yeah, one. One pity map. Well, I, I think okay. it's a a good control or something. Yeah. Okay, this one is hard. Is it? I don't yeah. know. I feel like Titans just a win. Really? Yeah, I'm on that page as well. Yeah. I mean, we can't say Titans win. I don't think it's that clear. I would say three two, probably. Well, if we're if we're assuming that Majed doesn't play, right? If if right. they can't get him on like decent ping for whatever reason, whatever it is, right? Whatever reason, um, he can't play, and they have to bring Animo. 
Like, I feel like that's a big detriment, and I feel like Titans, like, or not a, a big detriment, but, like, enough of a detriment in these, like, very narrow margin games where, yeah, I feel like Titans just probably a little bit more cleanly. I can't imagine that they're, they're scrimming with Onimo, or they have, like, a ton of scrim time built in with Onimo. They've probably been scrimming with Majed. That has to, like, account for some some things. Um, yeah, I feel like this is cl- like cleanly or convincing rather. I shouldn't say cleanly convincing for the Titans. I would say three one. I don't hate it. Whatever. Okay. This is where I have enough belief in the Titans that I uh, that I that I buy this. Yeah. Maybe I'm like discounting Mayhem a lot, but I mean, like one of their players is going to be. I there, just like think, a- I just don't trust in the, all the off meta shit they're doing. You know, all this yeah. like extra flowery stuff they got going on. I understand why they're doing because because you know the Gumba interview was really really good and it gave us a lot of insight. So you know, props for Gumba to come out and say what he sure. said because I I respect that and I want coaches to do that. Yep. I just think like you know when you're at the level of like your team is just you don't have confidence in playing the meta and you feel like you have to off meta. You're already on like the back foot. You're already coming in you know, flat-footed, and it's just like, yeah. how far are you going to get with that? Especially versus teams that can actually play the meta. The meta is the meta for a reason. You have to also understand when you're playing off-meta in this sort of, uh, this sort of, this stage, this, I was about to use the word meta again, when you're playing off-meta in this meta, <laughs> it's not like you're playing a counter-comp, because at least in previous yeah. metas, if you play off-meta, you're playing some sort of like legitimate counter, which forces a legitimate response from your opponent. Uh, and no, I don't I don't consider Fire to be a legitimate counter in this comp. No. Uh, because she's too easily countered, and also you don't even have to change. Like, even the Genji can beat the Fire if the Genji is skilled enough. Um, yeah, I just... I don't see... I don't see Offmeta even being a factor here to help Mayhem that much. You know, maybe they squeeze in some maps. Maybe they could even upset Titans and move on, but let's say that, oh. let's say that Mayhem do beat the Titans. They lose the next round. Like, I think yeah, May- Mayhem's run here is so limited. Yeah. Even, even like, I'll, I'll give you one further. Like, the fact that if we're, again, assuming that Majed doesn't play, they can't do the off-meta stuff. They can't do the double-flex support stuff because Animo has to be playing. Right? So, like, even their trump card, even their ace in the hole, the thing that, like, is going to, mm. like, throw all these teams off kilter isn't going to be there. Right? And, again, that's only assuming that Majed can't play from home or will not be able to be, to be fielded. Um, if that's the case... I think I'm I'm talking like the way that you described this matchup has like convinced me that if Majed does not play, Mayhem does not have a leg to stand on. And I'm gonna be that guy that also says whether or not Majed plays, I still think they lose. I'm yep. that I'm I'm that guy right now. So it's either clen- or it's either close or like it's you know not even remotely interesting. All so right. we'll have to wait and see. Next. So I think we go back up Toronto Fuel. I believe is our. Winner's round two matchup. I, I feel like this is just fuel all day, right? 3-1, right, maybe? Are you ready for the tech? No, I'm kidding. Oh, um, oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, God, not even the crowd buff can help Toronto enough. Yeah, I think fuel's just too yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. I think fuel's just too good. Yeah, no, he's... We like 3-1, or we want to go a little spicy and go 3-0? Or even spicier. Or even spicier. Go three two. True. It's even spicier. But no, probably not. 
Yeah, probably. Three one. Let's go yeah. next. Three one. Feel advanced. Shock Houston. Easy. Easy shock three one. I feel like. Yeah. No. I think Houston. I think probably... Houston have something to do. I think Houston have something to say about this game. I don't think Houston win. Okay. But I think okay. they got something to say here. You think they get two though? I feel like that's like the big thing. Is I think what, if this what, is like a, a relatively close say? game for shock, but proper is still better Would... than uh, Pelican. Is that what they say? Yeah. Yes. Sure. Yes, but yes. Yes. Look but at they, merit. But they but they also say like yeah, but maybe Pelican can still do something. Pelicans no slouch. This kid's basically tried to force the Genji since, you know, the first stage. Um, and I don't think Dante is like a slouch at, you know, Junker Queen. Like, this this team, I think, is coming along, but they're not enough to beat the Shock, for sure. Like, I think it's closer. I just don't know that if they can get two. I think they can get one, but two, two feels a little out of reach. I think it's a... I have one, then. One, then. Uh, Spitfire Outlaws. Then let Spitfire Outlaws is Elim round two, correct? I'm. Yeah. First, <laughs> do, you think, do you think Spitfire can win this? Because I, I think, first of all, Spitfire would have to be on a mad run to get here, to get to, to be Houston here, but I, I, I'm. I quite, I quite like Houston here. I do as well. Is that wild? No, I don't think it's crazy. I think, I think they, they, they're playing the things that I think we expected them to. I think there was a little bit of a experimentation with the Ash early on. I think that's gone by the wayside for the most part. I think they're like we kind of said previously. There are some maps that it makes sense. I think the one thing that kind of sticks out for me is like that week one victory where like London kind of sweeps them up. Um, I don't think this is the same Houston. I think this is close. I think it's possible for London to win, but I've got to give it to Houston. I think it's right. a three-two Houston victory. I think it's a close game. I don't hate that. I actually think that's kind of based. Yeah, yeah legitimately, I think three-two might be based. Yeah, what do you think, Yiska? Yep, I don't hate it. Okay, uh, home ground advantage. Next game. Yeah, that's oh, the one you got to give it to him. Yeah, look, this is the Battle of Canada. Yeah. Yeah. And here's the other thing. Here's the other thing where I think, like, Titans will get one over Mayhem is because they have, like, the home crowd when Titan, when Toronto's not playing, but when Toronto is playing. Sure. Yes, exactly. The crowd will uh, suddenly turn yep. against Vancouver pretty hard. <laughs> and, and it's not even just pretty hard. It's, like, the most hard because, like, that's just, like, you their know what? inner regional, like, rival. When D-Pay walks up on stage, he's not even going to have a jersey on. So that's True. rip titans to me. That's instant RIP titans. Yep. Uh, you saw that, yeah. right? You saw in the interview. You, not the interview. The uh, the the what is it? The the draw show. Yeah. The selection show. Deepa comes on camera, no jersey. I'm like, oh, that's a that's unfortunate. Dude. That's it's a been, statement. Like, months now. That's been months now. Still has no jersey. That's a bit sad. Unlucky, David. Probably got five I feel, now. I feel for just you, wearing feel them for you. just cause. Dude, I got a I got an Atlanta jersey within one week. This guy can't even get a jersey. He works for the team. He can't even get a jersey in like a couple months. It's crazy. <laughs> Based. <laughs> Based. Oh, <laughs> yeah. uh, God. I got a hat so, and a jersey from Atlanta, like, boom, like, instantly. And I live across, yeah. the, I, I live across the world from Atlanta as well. 
and I got a jersey and a hat so fast. So, <laughs> <laughs> we say three or do we give Titans a game at all? I give them a feel lap. Like, like I think to find are just a better team, no? Oh, I agree. just like the hard superior team. Yeah, yeah. I think they're the superior team. I think they have the home crowd advantage, and it's like severely in their favor because, again, like this is the interregional rival of the home crowd. Like that's going to do something to you either way. Um, and it throws you off kilter. So we're going brass tacks. Who's the better team? It's the Defiant. I say it's a 3 0. Just yeah, off I, of, I like, back the that. mineral beach that. team. I back that. Yiska? Yep. No issues. Oh, Yiska back it? Yiska backs it? Yeah. I'm backing. I'm back uh, back this. currently backing. <laughs> I'm backing Fuel for the next. Yeah, I hate to say it, but I feel like both regions are kind of be a little sleeper in the winter side. I feel like this is just another Fuel, like, kind of... We've seen it. It's been recent. We know what these two teams look like. I think Shock's probably good for one, mm. but it's it's like 80-20 fuel. Like, my confidence for fuel in this tournament is like Shanghai for... I feel like it's a Shanghai-Dallas, uh, like, two-horse race, and they're just separated yeah, right but now. Like, so it's, am I crazy? But am I crazy? I don't know. That's something you have to ask yourself. Because if I'm crazy... Yeah. Then maybe it's not guaranteed for fuel. I mean, it's not guaranteed. And, I might, sure. and maybe I am crazy. I'm. I might just be crazy. Is the proper buff that strong? I think it's the strongest buff you can get. It is the strongest buff you. can get. <laughs> I think of is, all available is... buffs, you look at the buff <laughs> list. You're like, you know what? I think the proper buff is the strongest buff. <laughs> true. Very true. It's like if you had gun to head. It's like, would I rather have a crowd buff or a proper buff? I'm like, I take the proper buff every day of the week. <sighs> Yeah, you're not wrong. You're not wrong there, my friend. Yep. Actual MVP. Uh, <laughs> so Just imagine having the best player in the world on your team. That's, that hits a little different. Uh, I do. But it does hit. But uh, is it enough? I don't know, man. I'm like, uh, it's hard. Commit. Oh, that's you both select like Dallas. Uh, even if I select like Shog, you guys both have Dallas, right? So fuck it. Yeah, I have, I have a clear Dallas. One. Yeah, I have three. Yeah. Uh, okay. I think it will be close. Dallas, it is. I think Dallas it's a sixty forty for Dallas. Like it's not as high, but like, I think they eventually play close, but I don't think it's this game. Reinforce said that Dallas three one because Dallas will win the the push map, and um, end it there, Ooh. and it would require Shock to be up two one for this to be three two. Yeah. Okay. Because he's I convinced map four goes Dallas. Yeah, I don't think Dallas drops controls. Uh, I think at least over the season, I would Dallas would have to drop hybrid escort. I don't see that. Really? You don't like see them dropping hybrid escort. Nah. I just think they're clean. It has to be I three one then. Cleanly. Yeah. It has to be three think, one then. I think that's fair. I'll say a 3-1. That's fair. Let's go. Is it Elim round three? That's Outlaws against Defiant. Next. Ooh, that's a game. That's a game. So that do you believe in home crowd buff or do you believe in Pelican buff? Do you believe that Pelican can or Pelican can't? 
I think it goes five either way. I'm going to say this is Houston. This is their moment to kind of solidify themselves as the third best team. At home, you slay Defiant. You send them home. Um, yeah, I I like what I see out of Houston. I like the way that they, they've adapted since week one. Um, yes, I did claim that Justice were going to beat them. Um, and I, I think they, they leapt that hurdle well enough. And I respect Justice. Um, so I, I think that was actually a pretty sizable marker for me. Um, so yeah, I'm going to say Houston. I'm going to say he messes this up and Pelicans just going to get in that ass. Yeah. Uh, maybe even the three one. Wow. Ooh. Something sexual going on there. Um, wow. No one, no one, no one back in defiant. I think it's close. I think it's a good game. Something to watch out for. Something, like definitely a game. To, I'm currently, to I'm currently simping for defiant a little bit. I don't know. Like, Sure. Okay. Are we are I mean, we convinced are we convinced that Houston is going to mentally recover from everything that's happened plus the crowd? Am I convinced? No. But I, that's one of those things that I feel like is just it's just too ethereal for me to quantify. You know what I mean? In some instances, I, I feel like it maybe can turn the tide, but I do believe that Houston is like the third best team. I think there are some discussions to be had, but I think the way that this tournament plays out, if I if I think that like this bracket files out the way that it does, I, I do believe that, you know, they're they're playing the I guess not necessarily the more difficult opponents, but like. The way that I see it, I, I think they, they carve out like a niche for themselves as, as third. I think it start. This is this is it. This is the test. All right. Then, then we go. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, pick a we'll winner. Do, we'll do Houston. We'll do Houston. Yeah. yeah. But three two. I'm happy with three two. Yeah. So then it's. I mean, here it does. It almost <clears> didn't <throat> matter what we do before because I just go shock. Peace, peace. Yeah. Lemon squeeze. I'll just go shock. Yep. Shock, and it's not close particularly. And then we get to the final. And this is where I think it gets close. This is where I think that with like the best of seven, I think that maybe shock has a little bit more room to, to breathe. I think, you know, if you want to kind of pick and choose like a game type or a map type, um, you can you can find a way to to give them a couple games. I have it going for two Dallas's way, but eventually it's just gonna return to Dallas, right? All roads finals, lead to Rome. Doing low, lower. lower is just shock, right? <clears throat> Three zero. Do you, do you think Houston do anything or no? Uh, I. It's it's shock. I don't I don't particularly okay. care how it shakes out. It's just gonna be shock. Eventually. Yeah, this is one of those. Wait, did we already have a shock uh, Houston matchup in the bracket somewhere? I feel like round... is this the second matchup? Yeah, they already played, didn't they? Yeah. And what score do we give back then? I feel like it was a three-one. Do we do three-one? Believe. Yeah. So Let's have a look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so are we? Do we three-one again or? Yeah. Three-one. Move on. 
Or do we believe that Shock is just going sicko mode now and they, they won't even drop a map? No. Maybe they make it more cleanly, but I that's that's where I'm at. Like, is it a 3-1 or is it a 3-0? Whatever. Eh, I don't know. I'm not mad I've added either way. Yeah. I don't think it goes five. I don't think Houston are really gonna have uh too too many legs to stand on. Again, I don't think there's much you can adapt to, and that's what sucks about this meta right now, is that rematches kind of feel decided, especially like recent ones. So when you look at like a shock Philly or you look like a Maybe that's a bad game just because it went so close and, you know, maybe there there's some some edge cases there. But we've seen this game already in the bracket. It's as recent as you're going to get. I don't know that there's too much to adjust to. Like it, it feels pretty comfortable for for shock. Here. Finals time. Yeah. <clears throat> Fuel shock. So shock when yeah, shock uh, this is their time. This is their moment. This is what yeah. they've been waiting for. They came second versus Glads, and now surely they don't come second twice in a row. So, you know, they win, right? They win? No. I thought they were wow. going to spin the block on the fuel. What was that entire, like, I, I think it's going to be different in the second time they meet Rhetoric. No, no, I think it's closer. Oh. I think the way that it, the, because it's a best of seven, I think, like, Shock has, like, more opportunity to find game types they're going to, like, excel at, I suppose. Um, I don't think they're particularly good at push. I don't think Dallas like win or uh, rather loses at control. I do believe that they're like just cleanly in like the most general sense of like this metagame at the moment. Um, so like Avril and you know I agreed that like it comes down to hybrid or I believe it was escort. <sighs> Maybe they can squeak out something there. Maybe they like can can edge out two hybrid maps. Uh, it's hard to say. I think that if you are going to get a close game, I think it's this one, though. I think it's the final. Can we go seven here? Am I feeling a seven uh, map banger? I, I mean, it's a possibility. I mean, I'm feeling again, seven. it's I'm feeling seven. I feel like I'm this one goes seven. I'm not mad at seven. Uh, I'll trust the, the gut instinct, but I, I, I feel like fuel takes this. I really do. Damn, am I really the only one that back shock? Jessica? Yeah. No, I'm going Dallas. What do you say? Bruh. All right. Why do you hate Hanbin all of a sudden? I'm going to enjoy all the points <laughs> I get from shock winning then. Sure. It's double. Stop double putting point. words in my mouth. Right? Be a weird guy. <laughs> Humbin's my MVP. Look, either either Shock win or Humbin's my MVP. So either yeah. way, I win. Okay, True. I've hedged yeah. my bets and I win no matter what. But yeah. isn't proper also your MVP? It doesn't matter. Oh, that's rookie of the year, dumb yeah, dumb. Yeah. Haven't you yeah, been you listening? Dumbass. That's rookie of the year, oh, dummy. Right, right. Oh, and and Avril's dummy. been pretty convincing. You know, he's been pretty like uh consistent in his argument that you know you can't give the award to two people you can't give rookie and mvp correct me if i'm wrong avril although although if you were i wouldn't mind it being proper getting it i feel like he's the only <laughs> person that we've ever it's seen proper, that then no one else can get it yes nobody else ever i'm only i'm gonna bend the rules only for proper and no one else <laughs> i think you should I, actually I give mvp to proper and not rookie just to piss i think you give MVP to I think you should give coach of the year to proper because I'm convinced <laughs> that he's also coaching the team. Yeah. 
Do you also, think he's can, also? That's a take. I think you should give support tank and DPS role starter proper because I'm convinced that if he wanted to play tank and support, he'd also be the best player. True. I feel like that. I feel like the trifecta award goes to profit. No. But I'm convinced if proper wanted to, he could get it. Yeah. I mean, it, so I'm sure, saying you yeah, should give I him. I'm that. saying you should give him the award, even though he hasn't done it, just because like you assume he would, like just off assumption alone, he should get it. Fair. I and by the way, this one's a little contentious, but hear me out. I also think proper should get the Dennis Hawalker award because I like his smile when he gets a five k, and he gets a five k <laughs> a lot, so he smiles a lot. Here's here's another great uh, example of three M pattern recognition. If your name, you're Korean, and your name starts with P R O, you're fucking. <laughs> <laughs> you're fucking, dude. Who's the third one? It just needs to. There's, there's not, there's not one at the moment. But you know, if, from this point onwards, you look at contenders' Korea, Suddenly, there's just like an influx of all these players whose names start Bro, with P R O. Yeah. Like <laughs> <laughs> professor. P, uh, P is already oh. also very good. There's also Pelican. True. Perfect. Pro is Pelican. Coming. You just gotta, you just gotta get pro Pelican. You know. It's another. So you guys want feel? So it's gonna be four three feel, right? Four three feel. It, yeah, lock, lock I, think, yeah. I think I would agree. I would love to see a seven gamer, so I'll agree there. But I yeah. I seven think. gamer. We seven gaming people. Yeah, go I like to have a close final. I I was hyped for the last one. I was like, oh shit, here come the shots. Last and one should have been seven. Yeah. When is Definitely that final? Been. Is that on Sunday or when is that? I mean, usually it is. Sunday, it's always yeah. on Sunday. Yeah, Championship Sunday, dum dum. Yeah, Have you ever dummy. been to an MLG, dum dum? Yeah, dummy. Yeah, it is Sunday. Shout outs, Apicella and the gang. Shout outs, Pucket, MLG alum. Yeah. True. Is that it? I think that's I it. I think we're done. Did any drama come out Queens? in the three hours we've been talking? No. no I drama. certainly hope not. I'm done with drama. Yeah, I know. So. They res should respect my sleeping schedule. <laughs> Based. Uh, I think we're good. Countdown Cup's going to be interesting. I have to get there. Get to October, boys. We just got to get to October. And the Hell, game comes no out. Shot. There's no shot that they did that. Did what? Apparently, they just leaked the new Watchpoint pack updated description and. Uh, you see what I said? Was there any drama that happened? <laughs> in the last three hours. And the new champion's name, Kiriko, is, is confirmed. That's so. Here we go. Drama. All right. There's been drama. There has been drama. Legendary Hinotori Kiriko. Nice. Based. I mean, people, it, people are asking if it's a paywalled hero. No, this is. I mean, it says a skin. I, you dummies. I don't think Blizzard would paywall heroes in Overwatch. No, you can't. You literally can't. I mean, I guess you can, but like that's the, that is the like most doomer assumption. Like cynical, holy shit! Blizzard actually doesn't know what game they're playing. Like, no, they can't. They can't. They physically cannot. But it's it just a like weird that, line, yeah. though. It is a weird line to put in. As as a season one premium battle pass owner, you will automatically receive access to Overwatch Latest Hero Kiriko. That's a weird line to put in. Is it like a a week like a week early type of feel where like she releases 
later and you just get her early uh that that doesn't feel good either i don't know man this is just i don't weird. i don't like that either but it is it is an odd sentence that's that's fair that i will a, say one thing i will say one thing uh this is this is me this is me simping pretty hard but like consider this other games that are free to play do not have an issue with paywalling their heroes or paywalling their characters so even if was <laughs> yes. a paywall look i wouldn't be happy about it but at the same time, I wouldn't be throwing a fit because I'm like, bro, Valorant, League of Legends, Apex, they all do the same shit. Like, come on, guys, be be mature. But I do feel, I do understand because I, I don't think Overwatch should pay all the heroes. Personally, from my, my opinion, I don't think it should, but... No, because the, I, I feel like the game is balanced around the idea that you don't. And I don't think they've done enough to prove to me that Overwatch 2 has shifted in like their mindset on that. I think that I think Blizzard need to do a lot to curry favor that they are doing a healthy, good version of a free to play system. Yes. And to me, that would mean that you don't pay war heroes. Correct. Uh, I because agree. I think Blizzard have gotten enough shit from everywhere in the past several years about their business, business tactics. Yeah. Um, I mean, for fuck's sake, they, just, they literally just released a pay, pay to win game and. Diablo yeah. Immortal, so it's like they need to do a lot of work right. to regain community trust. Uh, so paywalling heroes is probably a bad idea. I think, I think the operative word in this sentence is automatically. That leads me to believe that this is like a delayed release and you get it early. Even a that's delayed like, release just feels bad. I don't man. I don't like it either, but like feels that's bad. It, that's the middle ground. No. I'll take it as a middle ground. I will take it as a middle ground, but I don't like it I either. Don't, I yeah, I'm not a fan. I for me personally, I've already bought the watch paint pack, and to you guys, I say, stay poor, L. <laughs> I got it. Get it before you. Well, no, I think like honestly, this is this is probably oh, the do, first. I already know what's going to happen. This is all the, the first gaming journalists out there. All the gaming journalists out there. I, I, this is this is a tough conversation to have because I feel like I'm throwing journalism under the bus again. But you guys are right here. But all the gaming journalists are about to be, get on top of this. Oh, don't heavy. Dude. Yeah. No, Kotaku's gonna be Kotaku's gonna be here. Kotaku Polygon, they're gonna be on this shit instantly. They're gonna be like Blizzard, and now doing pay to win tactics. Blizzard are paywalling their heroes, and the heroes are good. That means it's that means it's pay to win. You know what? Those same fucking writers will never say that about Apex, League of Legends, or Valorant. Even though technically speaking, if they release broken champions, which they do, that that shit could be considered pay to win. But they'll they'll never say it. So you know. Fuck I mean, journalism. It's, Fuck journalism. That's what I gotta say. Again, the uh, the uh, I, I want to lean in on this. I think the operative word is automatically. That means that it's a delay at some point. Um, yeah. So I don't I think, think that like a week is too too bad. I don't I, like it, but it's, it's a middle ground. I think the most likely scenario here is, is that it's like if you look at Call of Duty Battle Passes, they have weapon unlocks at like fif level fifteen or something. And those weapons sure. are usually like very good. I think it's a battle pass unlock. And because you're as an owner, you automatically have level 80. Uh, okay, I get you. So you will have to play some, but it's probably going to be a mild amount of play before you can. Yeah, reasonable. Yeah. You just unlock or move on. Like it's not, it's not a pay to win. It's a pay to skip a, maybe an hour or two, right? Yeah. Like, and also, I, again, I don't like it, but 
Uh, but you know how it Keep is. It whatever. You know yeah. how it is. Gaming journalists like to spin things. They like to they like to twist sure. the narrative. Yeah. And, you know, Dude. Blizzard bad is kind of the, the narrative is Blizzard bad, right? So they got to twist it to make sure. things look bad. I I'll also straight up tell you, like, if you haven't paid, like, put enough time, you know, to get like, and it depends how how far along it is on the battle pass. Let's say two hours yeah. in order to get to the level where Kiriko is at. If you haven't put two hours of Kiriko, uh, of of yeah. uh, playtime into the patch where that battle pass opens up at, then I don't want you in my rank game playing Kiriko. Straight up. Like, yeah, you know? I mean, I, I feel like, is that not something that, like, League does pretty well? Where, like, ranked, they disable the new champs, like, for the first, like, week or two? We do I feel like that's well. like We've I always do you just do yeah you just don't remember because we didn't have new heroes in three years. <laughs> uh, true. I mean, yeah. honestly, yeah, and I don't yeah. really play Overwatch all that much. I should just watch it. So. Yeah. No. Like, yeah. I mean, hopefully that continues. I'd like to have that continue, please. Yeah. For that reason, for your reason that you kind of outlined. Yeah, I don't know. Like as long as it's like not egregiously deep into the battle pass, I don't have any issue with it. Incentivizes also, play. Why? Why is there a thread about Toronto being incentivized to play poorly against London, aka throwing? <sighs> they don't even credit. They don't even credit me for the theory. You know, <laughs> I hate this shit. I come up with all the theories, and then like people don't even credit me. That's really annoying. Well, you should at least put source Avril. True. Based. Said that Toronto might have thrown the game. Whatever. Based in Avril. Never get my never get my flowers. This is why I don't give Dallas or Fusion their flowers, because people don't give me my flowers. Fuck them. <laughs> don't fucking credit me. Fair. <laughs> Steal my journalism and don't credit me. That's why I hate journalism. Yep. Don't Alrighty. That wraps it up. I got no further thoughts. Head empty, brain frozen, no further thoughts. Zook, Drama zook. covered. Hmm? Yeah. Two sixty. Thank you very much. See you next time. Goodbye. Peace.